Mohamed Raouf, Alexander Jovanovic, welcome both to the show. I'm very happy to have you here today with me. And you are the first aliens, or let's say the first... Uh, uh, it's the first time I do uh, a double interview. So welcome to the show, both of you. I'm very, very happy to have you here. Thank you, man. Thank you. This is like a double date. It's a <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> But unfortunately, one of them is not, not nearby. So <laughs> yeah. we, we yeah. wish you could be here with us, uh, Mohamed Rauf. <laughs> I will try to not be. This will, I won't cut this. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start with you, Mohamed Rauf. Uh, can so, you tell us a bit more about your background, please? About my background? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, I was born in Egypt. Like, uh, I was raised and born in Egypt. Uh, yeah, my, my main study has nothing to do with VFX. Um, and, uh, I, I've been always into art from since I was a kid. I was like, into drawing all this stuff. And uh, I started to work in the CG field in 2007 or 2006, something like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I do work in commercials, like the movies and TV. Mainly doing lighting and rendering, modeling, addition, and all this stuff. Uh, yeah, now I'm uh, working with Dine on my second show. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you very much. Alexander Jovanovic. Should I introduce myself? No, you don't have to. <laughs> you can. <laughs> Yeah, it's more like more about uh, more about your background. Right. So, I'm coming from Serbia, and I've been here in UK for the almost 10 years now. Uh, I started with 3D around 2001 professionally. Okay. Wow. Uh, almost yeah, 20 years now. Yeah, it's been too long. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was similar. I was very much into drawing. I wanted to do actual shooting of the films like be a film crew mm-hmm. but i ended up working in vfx field i mean i changed a couple of things i was working on games as well mm-hmm. i was working in commercials and like since i j- j- came to london i'm basically working in vfx on the movies Mo- okay vfx yeah. movie is it same for yeah you are in dineg film right Mohamed? yeah 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 okay um so what's your situation Uh, Alexander, comfortable enough uh, to consider working in artistic field B- back home, I mean. Yeah, well, I never had any issues on the family side about it, or even friends. Like, I was from early days drawn into drawing and doing artistic stuff, so they let me do it, even though they not fully understood what is with these uh, computers and 3D when mm-hmm. it showed up. Before that, it was like, you know, he's just artistic guy, you know, drawing comic books. And this was new to them. Uh, but they never had any major issues with that. Uh, I guess it's because my family was pretty much supportive on that side. Mm-hmm. I know some f- people who didn't have such support, unfortunately. So they had to struggle a bit at the beginning. I guess it's different stories for everyone. Yeah, I, I yeah. didn't have, in that regard, much issues. Mm-hmm. 
Is, is it uh, the same for you, Mohamed Rauf? Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I always feel that I belong to this field. Like, uh, I love movies and I love the, the animations and all the things that you used to see in the movies. And I always wanted to be part of this production. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, here they will, it's not about being supportive or not, but uh, getting this kind of job here in Egypt back in the days was something really rare to happen. So, if you say that you want to work in a movie or you want to chase a career uh, to work in a big production movies that don't understand you and think uh, that you're making uh, rush decisions, like you should better have normal jobs and things like this. So, most of the time, uh, I won't share my thoughts with everyone, like I, I keep on with close people, like I can tell them that. I really want to end up one day working in big movies, something like this, that they would not necessarily to understand, but like you're just not to disappoint you or just to give you some support or something like this. But I think for the rest, like once you tell them that this is your dream or this is your thoughts, they will like, they will not agree with you. Uh, the idea of that you have some skills and you have uh, passion about something and you want to put them both together to uh, be something one day. Uh, this is not a very common idea here, you know. So, yeah, uh, at the beginning, uh, I wasn't like very comfortable about talking about this stuff with everyone. Were you planning, Alexander, to leave your country regardless of the field? Mm, well, I always liked the idea of going somewhere, traveling, meeting new peoples and cultures. I didn't have that opportunity when I was younger mm -hmm. because we were cut off with sanctions since I was like 20, 22, something like that. So I didn't have opportunity, but I always wanted to go because like I mentioned, I got this idea to be a filmmaker, mm -hmm. but I really wanted to actually go to Hollywood to shoot the movies. Mm -hmm. I was very naive, but I was young and <laughs> that's okay. So... I wanted to shoot actual movies, and back then I was thinking they are, that's the only place that I could shoot the movies. Mm -hmm. uh, but I never had the idea where I would end it up. But yes. generally speaking, yeah, if I have all the money in the world, I would travel all all, the, all over the place, regardless. So yeah, it doesn't matter the field. It's not because you had to travel. I mean, if it wasn't for VFX, you would have traveled anyways or left the country. Anyways. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I was I. I still didn't travel as much since I could, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, I've been to Norway, I've been to Dubai, I've been here. When I was, I think it's because when I was younger, my father was uh, working for an uh, airplane company, mm -hmm. local, uh, and uh, we traveled a lot to all around the world. And then I couldn't when I was already like a young adult. Mm -hmm. I was basically stuck in one place and I couldn't go anywhere. What's the reason of, I mean... Why you, you you got stuck? Why you can't leave? Oh, because of the sanctions. Because ah, okay. uh, we couldn't travel unless you have a really good reason. You have to wait f in visa for days. Okay. So we could go just to Greece, and that's about it. When was that? Do you remember the year? Uh, from when I was already like young adult. So it's like from '95 until I think they let us travel after 2000, year 2000, something like that. Okay, I see. We could. 
but they actually left this band in I think in 2001 or 2002 so we could finally you know do something mm -hmm. otherwise I would probably come here even earlier when I was 17 or 18 because I always chased this kind of dream to do this anyway okay was it uh, the same for you Mohandro uh, were you planning on leaving uh, your country regardless of the field? Yeah, <clears throat> this is something I always wanted to do, uh, to travel the world and see everything. And uh, I felt like <clears throat> with my job, I, like, I could have like each mm -hmm. year in different country. But then I realized that it's really, really difficult to get uh, a job visa, especially for coming from mm -hmm. a third world country. So, yeah, it took me a lot of time uh, searching, applying everywhere. And you always hear the feedback that uh, uh, we can hire you, but you need to bring the visa ah, okay. yourself. Like, if you, ha you have, like, you apply for a company and they ask you, do you have the visa to work? And all this kind of things. So, it was really frustrating. Like, you keep applying everywhere, like uh, the UK, the US, different places, countries in Europe. But they all come in with the same reply. We mm. can't sponsor you. So yeah, that this was is frustration. That, uh, it's frustrating, I imagine. How how did you discover your passion for VFX? Or when I say VFX, it could be movie, game, uh, not necessarily. Yeah, in general. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, you start watching movies when you're a kid, and you love it. But <clears throat> you think that everyone just love this movies, but you find yourself rewatching the same movie again and again and again. <laughs> just like, and this special part of the movie that you love it, and you just you find that no one wants to talk about <laughs> except you. You start to feel that you're crazy. Somehow. Yeah, you feel obsessed. I have, I have, I still have this until now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you start to see that you want more than just a movie. Like you want to see how did they make the movie, mm -hmm. the making of the movie. You want to hear the directors what they're talking about and the writers and all these things. Uh, of course, I was obsessed with visual effects that you used to see in the movies, especially like Terminator 2, uh, all the movies mm -hmm. that came in the 90s. Despite the fact it was like full of CG or not, the movies were great and amazing. So I remember like Terminator 2 was mind-blowing, uh, Independence Day, uh, what else? Mm -hmm. You name it, all the movies that came in the 90s. And, and, and especially I remember the cinematic uh, f clips that came was Warcraft. Ah, yeah, yeah I remember that. That, that. that what really made me decide, no, I want to work there. <laughs> I want to do this stuff. Like, yeah, I just went to the game, playing the game, but then I, I saw the cinematic movies <laughs> and I was like, wow. That, that was like the first time to see something fully CG yeah, yeah, yeah. with this quality. I remember very well. Rich. I remember so. very well that cinematic. What about you, Alex? Yeah, I remember them as well. It was really cool. Uh, but for me, it's hard to tell because I I also enjoy all of the movies as Mohammed mentioned. Uh, I was kind of lucky that in my surrounding, I had a couple of friends who were similar to me. Mm -hmm. They didn't choose the same career as I do, but we were kind of sticking together. We even went together to the comic book school mm. we were drawing like a lot of comic books together and uh i always wanted to do 
animation secretly. But nobody back then, when I was a kid, was actually offering any kind of education in that field. So we were learning just by watching a lot of movies mm -hmm. and a lot of making offs. And we just mentioned earlier that for some reason we had this TV station where lots of making offs were playing whenever there is like uh, they didn't have a program or something. Mm -hmm. They would play a couple of making offs in the sequence. And I really absolutely loved those. And uh, they were full of practical effects, but yeah. also <clears throat> some special effects. Like I think I love the most the Starship Troopers ones where they were using a lot of practical stuff mm -hmm. plus some VFX on top. And they were showing us how they made these little models mm -hmm. and then how they enhanced them in computer. And for us, it was like, wow, what did they do? You know. So I wanted to do all of that. And... Uh, I ended up in a school for for that when I was when I was supposed to go to university. I chose to go mm. to this school and pursue this career. Yeah, that's great, Alexander. Have you lived through war, and uh, how did that affected you personally? Uh, well, we had from my in my lifetime two wars. Uh, okay. The first one I didn't really experience, apart from like I mentioned, sanctions and lack of anything basically uh and the second one we were bombed in 1999 when i was 18. Mm -hmm. uh, i don't know if that affected me in any specific way uh maybe because i was young and when you're young you you know you think you're made yeah. of uh, <laughs> rubber and magic uh so yeah i experienced that like a bomb literally felt like in the building just behind my building so it felt like everything is crushing mm -hmm. but there was a big sense of unity uh in uh between the people right yeah i see but the one of the interesting ways that it affected me i think is the fact that we didn't have much when i was really young mm -hmm. so getting to find a comic book or something was or a game was basically mission impossible mm. at some point so I was having once in a while, like, for example, I, when I was really young, I got uh, two albums of Tintin, mm -hmm. and I was really keen to get all of them, but of course, that was impossible. So what I did, I was just drawing by myself my own comic books, so kind of pushed me to be a creative in a way, mm -hmm. like, because otherwise, I think if I have everything out in the open, I don't know if I would try, because I would just pick up what's given to me. Yeah, of course, yeah. But in this way, I was forced to do it. I was forced to draw a lot. Uh, and I think that that pushed me in this direction because when the bombing actually started in 99, uh, I was using, you had times when nothing is happening. They put the horns, like alarms, mm -hmm. and basically you either go to the basement or you go out or something, you know. But basically we didn't go to school. Uh, nothing was working and I was just, either with my friends or sitting home and drawing comic books. So I wrote, drew a couple of comic books. And back then, I was having idea I might become one of the drawers. Mm -hmm. uh, but that didn't happen. But I think the lack of it kind of pushed a lot of creativity in me. Because even games, I, was, I couldn't f play much of those games because I had like really crappy computer mm -hmm. or those games were not available. So I would imagine how they would look i would draw maps i would draw 
menus. I would. I probably have it back home if somebody didn't throw it away. But and the funny thing is, when I finally get to those stuff that I couldn't play, I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> I have a feeling that my idea was way better. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're driven by your imagination, so you can do yeah, crazy things. Yeah, I, I was living like, like I said, through the nineties was mostly imagination. You know. Yeah, that's that's great. Even we didn't even have a movies coming in theaters, uh, some, but not many. Mm -hmm. So uh, many movies I saw when I go to the vi we call them video clubs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we probably have the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but the funny thing is, if a movie is not older, like. A year or two, you're most likely watching uh, somebody who's shoot the movie in the in the cinema. Mm. So imagine like first round of movies. I watch like stuff that's you know handheld camera in cinema somewhere, and uh, sometimes even parts are missing. So you have to reimagine what's happening there. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting. I mean, I if I would choose, I would choose way better, you know, youth than mm -hmm. that but it, in a way it helped me to be more creative i think yeah it, it helped you shape who, who you are now i think as well yeah. the way how you work the way how you see things probably yeah yeah i think i think so i don't think much until you ask me about it but now when you ask yeah. me about it i'm returning the film like we say yeah i think i think so i, I think I, i would imagine i would imagine that uh, yeah this would affected you or made you think or see, think or see things differently than if you had Definitely. a different childhood. Yeah. What about you, Mohammed? How, how did the revolution impacted impacted your career choices? Yeah, uh, I remember when the revolution came. Uh, I was in contact with the story in Europe uh, after many, many tries, mm -hmm. just to emailing everyone and everyone just coming back to me. We cannot sponsor you. I finally found a small studio who could offer me a visa. Mm -hmm. um, we were in contact uh, during the revolution, and then uh, the, there was a period when they cut the internet, something like this, so I didn't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. So it was almost like 10 days without internet. So then I came back, uh, I went to check with them. Uh, the situation in Egypt wasn't really good. So, and then they decided that they will not be able to sponsor me anymore because mm -hmm. of the situation in Egypt. Um, that was really disappointing somehow, because I didn't know what to do. Like, uh, after I was finally found something might be better than here, and I'll mm -hmm. be able to change the career outside of Egypt. I found that, no, I'm back to ground zero. But I was able to get another uh, job offer after a year almost oh okay uh, in yeah, dubai but still, okay yeah so i got a new job offer in dubai uh, it did seem good at the beginning because uh, uh when i had an interview with the company they were like talking about doing movies and you know i'm, I'm always chasing movies uh so they were talking about doing movies with DreamWorks and Motion Gates and Marvel and all these things. But uh, when I went there, it turned out that they are doing theme rides and theme parks related to movies. Mm -hmm. So all these theme parks are now here, are now in Dubai. Uh, they already built it, but 
when I went there, I realized that we were doing a theme ride itself. No, actually, we were doing everything, starting from the previous um, architecture, um, like like everything. Um, the work condition was really, really hard. Uh, sometimes it was like you like the idea that you might be working with something cool or like related to movies, but after a while, I, I realized that this is not going anywhere, especially that I found that I don't have something good really to show my uh, portfolio. Like mm -hmm. if I want to chase big companies again in Europe and all these things, you know, the work I'm doing there is not going to help me at all. Because uh, uh, it wasn't that good at some point. And also like a lot of people working with you. So you don't have something specific that you can say, I did this by myself. So, yeah. Yeah, so can we say the revolution pushed you to take this job in Dubai or uh, in a way? Somehow, yeah, maybe, maybe, because yeah. uh, I, I don't have any other options. Available, yeah, yeah. Uh, even like, at, at this point, I found that some, some of the companies that used to apply that we uh, cannot sponsor you, they stopped using this excuse anymore. Mm. So, I, I start to mean. feel it's something automated. You know, when you even go and apply, you see that uh, you choose from the beginning, uh, are you allowed to work in this country or not? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you feel once you choose no, your application will not be processed. So yeah, it was like uh, uh, something I'm looking up to. Especially at this time, I remember Digital Domain, they were planning to start uh, a new branch in Abu Dhabi. But uh, after ah, they yeah. cancelled this, so there was like, yeah, maybe you go there, maybe you could, you could join digital domain or whatever it is. But yeah, I see. Uh, okay, do you have? Do you guys have any? Uh, uh, do you have? Do you guys have any degree in in any field? Who wants to start first? Alex. <laughs> uh, in field related to VFX or uh, in general? Well, I have this uh, degree that I can uh, build houses. <laughs> <laughs> I started. I was studying. I was like a high school, but it was very viable to to get. When you when you get this degree, you can be an architecture in a way. Ah, okay, I see. But for everything that's not above some certain height, mm -hmm. uh, and I could go to university to finish that. But it was basically more or less the same. Mm -hmm. But I didn't. I went to this school for animation that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. And there I got a degree. But I don't think that degree is in any way uh, like accepted or something. Mm -hmm. uh, and I studied art history, but not just because of my own interest. I never had the desire to have a degree in that. Yeah, I see what you mean. It was more my mm -hmm. interest because I have a really good guy was teaching us in this animation school and uh, somehow stuck with me and I always liked that. Mm -hmm. I even even now I like it. I read sometimes some stuff about art in general mm -hmm. and I learned some interesting things like some books that I would never discovered. I discovered over there. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's it. Like officially from the... Yeah, I also have the, from this school that was like official alias training center it was only in Belgrade at some point. Mm -hmm. But that's about it in terms of degrees. What about you, Mohammed? 
no, I don't have any degree related to CG field or anything like this. No, I, but do you I have just, any degree not related to VFX? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I study. <laughs> yeah, I study. Yeah, we we want more, we want to know more about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I study commerce here in Egypt. Okay, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was supposed to be like uh, working in banks or stocks or something like this. And actually, I, I had a job for like four months after graduation, but I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. I was like, I didn't see myself like growing up like this. Uh, yeah, I see. Uh, but you could have been a producer. No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, it's just from the beginning, uh, I wanted to be uh, uh, a part from the movie production itself. Like, yeah, uh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. On the making, not more, not not like, uh, yeah, I see. Um, yeah, I see, exactly. See, artistic, uh, more artistic, the artistic part of of, ma yeah. of the making, not management, yeah, yeah. not the management part. Okay. That reminded me actually. I know this is a bit of derailing. The no, 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 no. But I learned some stuff from this because my cousin was doing before me three D for a couple of years. It was quite successful, and we made two games together back when I was home. But so do, did you release those games? Uh, those games we are, did, yeah. Oh yeah, we we should you should give us the names actually. Of those I'll games. give you the name, but it's it's kind of old now. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it doesn't uh, matter. It was basically in the first wave of those uh, games for the phones. Ah okay. Yeah, and everybody was thinking we we're crazy, but we did fine. You know? yeah, we great. released two games by ourselves. Uh, so he was because. His father was a lawyer. He wanted him to be a lawyer. And he told me once he went to the university. I think he stayed like one week. <laughs> and then he says, this is not for me. <laughs> and he literally left and go to the TV station and got a job, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he finished, but I don't think so. But basically, I remember he was kind of unimpressed with all of that. And I mean, it would be a big shame for the world if he decided to go to be a lawyer or something. Because I think he's super creative, in my point of view. He was my, yeah. like, a role model when I was really young. Mm -hmm. yeah, I see. And he was like, wow, what is he doing, you know? <laughs> yeah, something, someone to look up to, actually, uh, when yeah. you were young. Yeah, but he didn't give me, like, I don't know. He was always giving me advices, and he never tried to, like, he could put me in some place easily if he wanted to. Mm -hmm. But I think he did the right choice to put me to learn how to do it by myself. Yeah, you know, of course. Makes with sense. some advices and some, you know, guidance, basically. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Mohamed Rauf, when you first start applying to work in VFX, do you remember how many places uh, you have applied to? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> is it about 100 you scared me <laughs> how many do you remember how many a lot yeah i mean no it's uh it was like maybe every month i go check the website uh, mm -hmm. and you could apply like each month for like uh two or three times wow okay so, yeah. So and, like, uh, yeah, for, and you did that i imagine you did that for years and years yeah i mean so each year you might have like 20 application applied yeah, yeah. The old okay. coming back the was same. the same reason. I think I did worst. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. after graduation. I think back back then, uh, you I think you couldn't do some studios. You 
I mean, you were only allowed to send the DVDs, not the application yeah, online. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I think I, I sent my showreel to every single studio on the planet. I, I think I have a list of 200 studios worldwide, something like that. Really? Yeah, yeah, and written in the paper with the number, <laughs> everything. What was your dream studio? Back then? Yeah. It was uh, Weta, I think. Ah. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to work there as well, but you know when? No. Not when they, I mean, yes, of course, when they released Lord of the Rings and yeah. all of that. But I was, uh, I was kind of interested in that place even since uh, The Frighteners. Oh, with yeah. With Michael J. Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, where is this? Because it was kind of interesting back then and different. Now, I've, I don't know if it aged well or not. I haven't seen it in ages. But I was very interesting to start uh, working there. And I remember when they printed, they were looking for people for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and I was I didn't have anything to apply with. No, apart I, was from not, my drawings. I, was, I was too young at that time. Yeah, me too. Uh, but I wanted to. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But I was, still, I was still in high school when uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, I mean, uh, was released. So, yeah, yeah I was too, long, too young. I mean, I was already... <laughs> Um, I was I, I was a fan. Not a, I mean I was not like a big nerd of Lord of the Ring, but I I like I like the, the trilogy. Well, everybody did. Yeah, I think so. Most of the people, at least. So what I would say is the movie that really I mean uh, that attracted me to Weta was District Nine. And that yeah. was quite a while after. Yeah, know? because I was. Yeah. It was my, in my in the period where where I was about to get graduated. Mm -hmm. the, that I mean that period, and uh, I I really liked that movie. Especially the process, you know, how... Yeah, yeah, the handicam and all this thing. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's a documentary movie. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very well made. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah. the design. I, I bought a book for 30 pence. Yeah. Like Art of District 9. And it was there was like a sale. It was like 50 pence or something like that. Okay, yeah. I still have it back home. <laughs> do you, Alex, Alex, do you remember uh, how many uh, interviews did you wind up with? before coming to London? Interviews yeah. or applications? Let's say, let's start with applications then interviews. How many, uh, do you remember how many applications have you made? Or oh. more or less? Is it Bo the same as Muhammad? <laughs> Maybe even more. <laughs> Maybe even more. Yeah, I, was, I was really keen not to work for local studios. Okay, so everything outside uh, outside uh, Serbia, actually. No, I wanted to work with my brother on the games. But, ah, yeah, uh, yeah. but also I wanted to experience the movies. And... Uh, my vision of movies was not the movies they were doing back then. Mm. Not that they're those bad movies. They're yeah, yeah, really good movies. Too. But the amount of visual effects I wanted to do was mm. not enough. Yeah, like yeah. Even if you do some... It was like one shot or two shots with special effects. Very visual effects. Mm -hmm. So I applied a lot, I think... I could maybe look it up for you and give you this information. No, no. I mean, uh, just curious like, in general, more or less... At some point, it became a personal, you know? I was like, <laughs> you need to reply to me at some point, you know? And I got similar like Muhammad. It was like, you know, you're not qualified, you're not qualified, or, you know, you don't have a visa, you don't have a visa, you don't have a visa. And I was like really annoyed with that. It was like, you know, I know that people can go even when they need a visa, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I realized at some point, maybe I'm not that good. So I start to learn even more. Mm -hmm. And I gave myself a year to improve in that field. And uh, somehow, as I got better, and I was listening to critics and mm -hmm. online, even the haters, <laughs> because even the haters can sometimes tell the truth, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to them. 
and I tried to be better. So they noticed me. I got like two front pages on CG Talk back then. And studios start coming to me and like, would you like to come? And all of a sudden, this visa was not so big issue. Mm-hmm. So I, after a long, long time of waiting for, you know, something, mm-hmm. I finally got the chance to go. I, my first work outside of Serbia was in Norway. And then in Dubai, where I met Mohammed. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, That's an uh, interesting story for, yeah. for later. <laughs> but, and then I ended up here, although I never really see it myself at the beginning that I'm going to end up here. I was always see, thinking I'm going to end up in LA for some reason. Okay, yeah. Well, you can, you can still go if you want to. Now I don't feel like I want to go. <laughs> you know? That's similar, like, like I said, with... You know, now that I can have what I didn't have, it's not so much fun anymore. Yeah, it's know? true. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. If you have it as a kid, it's like 10 times more amazing. Yeah, yeah that's true. Do you guys have... I mean, because I had this, like... Uh, I applied for a job, but they answered me back, like, uh, two years two years after or three years after. Uh, no, not that much. But maybe, yeah, you find someone replying after six months. Something yeah. like this. So, yeah. yeah I, had, I had some, like... I remember sending my uh, my student uh, demo reel, and I had an answer, like, uh, from, a st- from a studio... Like around, I think it was two or three years after, afterwards. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> it was shaking, really? I mean, do, do they think I still have the same email? <laughs> But you know what happened yeah. to me? No. I, I, because I, when I got this uh, front pages, whatever, yeah. uh, back then that was a big thing because it was the only web page. Mm-hmm. Only after came everything else. And now we have our station that is the biggest one. Uh, some people start asking me questions. How did you do that? What technique did you use? Mm. Typical things. And I was in conversation with someone. And I think last year when we were in Scanline, somebody, I got a reply that I realized was a reply from 10 years ago <laughs> saying thank you or something like that. I don't know if that mail was lost somewhere for 10 years. <laughs> Or who would dig through their old email wow, like from 10, 10 years, years ago and realize, oh, I didn't reply to this person. Maybe <laughs> I should. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Mohamdrov, any job hunting experiences that uh, stood out, stood out sorry, that you would like to share with us? You mean job hunting from my side? Yeah, or, yeah uh, I mean uh, job hunting like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we kind of covered it a little bit. But... Uh, Uh, it's mainly like funny answers or replies from companies or stuff like that. Cringy, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that I can remember now, but uh, uh, yeah, that uh, as Alex was saying, like uh, this amount of rejection just make you push yourself harder and harder so you want to apply for the same company like you, you you develop your portfolio and then you go apply for the same company again but the, at some point you feel like no with this portfolio i don't want to apply for these guys i want something higher or something bigger maybe mm-hmm. you know that, that that's something I, i i had to experience for a while and uh, there was something i i uh, i did like a couple of times uh, I go apply for small studios mm-hmm. and I see if they can like sponsor me or not. And they like uh, they might reply and they like they, they might give me a job offer, but uh, like twice one was saying that uh, uh, I don't want you to leave. Like it's like it's going to be a permanent 
contract. You can't mm. leave. Yeah, I see. Uh, but I had to be honest with him. Like, uh, no, I'm not looking for this. Uh, uh, I can give you a year maybe or something like this, but my dream is not to stay with your company. Mm-hmm. And for another company, they were offering me uh, a low salary somehow. And uh, I know that was like, uh, this not the, the pay uh, rate for this kind of uh, job. So I had to uh, reject the offer at the beginning. Uh, but then after a while, I, I came back asking for them if we can renegotiate it or something like this. But they were like, they came back with the same offer. So I was like, no, I just, I wasted my time. Sorry. <laughs> That's my fault. So yeah, I mean, these things that I could remember so far. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys think we need a diploma uh, to work on a prominent, uh, sorry, a prominent uh, VFX studios? Mohamdrov, no, we'll start with you. No, no, I don't think so. Uh, I've met so many ah, talented yeah, artists yeah. Uh, in this career. Yeah, uh, no, not not everyone uh, got a diploma <laughs> to be able to work in big studios. So we don't need a diploma to work in a big studio. Me too. No, my opinion, no, I don't think so. Well, you don't have one, so one, that's a good uh, example. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, you have one, not in the, f- in the field, so that means uh, it works, actually. You can get to the field without get, uh, having a diploma Yeah. in the field. Mr. Jovanovic. Yeah, I mean, you don't need it, obviously. Uh, it doesn't hurt to have it, if you can have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a bit of controversial opinion that maybe that's also the part of the problem that lots of people who, you know, come from anywhere can do something. So I think it's kind of not helping the system in a way because, like, some people could get true career skyrocket without anything, just with friendships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, which, like, couldn't happen in some professional fields if you know what i mean yeah i yeah. experienced for example that people who got uh, promotions just because they spend like 10 years in the same company mm. and that's the only merit like i don't know i said maybe it's controversial from my side but yeah I, but this is, this is more inside the industry this is yeah. this is more like uh, okay i got the job and uh, yeah but it's, my question is more before, let's say, before, ge- I mean, to get to the industry, mm-hmm. do we need a diploma? Do we think we need a diploma? I don't think or we is need it, it. Is it like, yeah, because some people think it's necessary to have a, a degree or diploma to uh, to work in VFX. I don't think Maybe so. Maybe the thing with, uh, with diploma is just uh, most of the time they will offer you an internship in big studios. So yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. A good introduction for you. And maybe they will know you there, and you think you are good. You can yeah, but it's more. It's not. It's <coughs> not. That it's it's more like the school who who will do that to you. But uh, what I'm what the re- I mean the reason why I'm, why I'm asking the, this question is it's more like it's the portfolio or your show show that will fight for you. It's not the diploma. Yeah, of course. Because you yeah, can have a diploma and you can have an internship in the biggest studio in the world. Uh, if yeah, you, like if I you tell you something. Uh, most of the job applications that I see that they always mention that you must have a diploma. Like almost all of them. Yeah, and, uh, and I don't know where is mine, anyways. But uh, yeah, yeah. But 
Yeah, you see, like you must have a diploma. In, do they still uh, do that? Because I wasn't. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did not see that. Yeah, I did not see. I that wasn't checking. No, I see. It's ages. Right, yeah. Yeah, uh, I didn't apply for a while actually, but yeah, I remember maybe two years ago it was there. Uh, okay. So yeah, so and even when I used to apply, I was like, "Is that for real? Like, uh, okay, I don't have a diploma. Should I apply?" Or, <laughs> or what? Yeah. It's, uh... But some experience could be valuable, even if it's not diploma. Like I know the friend of mine who is a sculptor, uh, who is now in Weta. Yeah. He got hired straight away because he was a really good sculptor, mm. and uh, he learned most of the trade over there. You know, but he was a good sculptor. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can help, even if it's not officially diploma. But if you go to the good school. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, good. I mean, uh, there is a difference in my opinion. You can go to a big school, but uh, without having, the, I mean, you don't need a diploma. It's more like to learn the craft, to learn how it works, to learn. That's what, yeah, of course. I mean, I went to a good school back then when I was in France, but I still don't know where is my diplomas. I st- I'm sure they, I, they, are, they are there somewhere, but I never use them, to be honest. I, I always applied with my showreel or yeah, portfolio. Yeah, so maybe I would need it at some point because I know for some reason when you apply for a company or companies in Canada, sometimes they ask for a diploma, mm-hmm. but that's the only reason. It's just for visa purposes. It's not for like uh, to see, I mean, if you're good enough, yeah, okay, I need uh, a bachelor degree in mathematics or physics mm-hmm. to yeah. allow you to work in, uh, or like even uh, VFX, a diploma in VFX. So, I mean... As far as I, I mean, uh, from my experience, I don't see the necessity of having one. It's more like, okay, I have a, I have a good showreel. I have a good portfolio. This is how I get, I go to to the field. That's it. That will get you for sure. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because actually having a diploma doesn't mean that you are good. Exactly, that's what I mean. Because you you're getting a lot of help from the instructors and from friends and all these things. So yeah, yeah. You don't. It's not necessarily it, you that did the jo- the work. Actually, it's maybe your colleagues or friend who did it for yeah. you. Yeah, you, you got a lot of instructions on direction how yeah. to do these things uh, for your graduation project and all these things. No, 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 that's true. Uh, what's the biggest asset, in your opinion, to be able to work in those studios? Yeah, when you say that, you mean... I mean, what what the main skills that an artist should have to be able to work in big VFX studios? Just your uh, shuriel, your portfolio. Like, I got hired without a shuriel. You know, like, uh, I got only just four or five stills in my portfolio. I was able to get a job in DMAC. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a different question. Right? Yeah, my question it's was, uh, uh, I mean, it's more like, uh, okay, if you have maybe the right mentality, you, c- you would be able maybe to work in big studios or... Let's say if you are, if you are, you are lighter, if you had... If you had like some drawing skills, would that help you? You know, to yes, of course. It's more yeah. yeah my, my like question is more about, I mean, oriented about that about uh, what skills would it, would it help you to to be a, like a, a valid asset or a good asset in a in a big VFX studio? Well, I think you would never know. Like uh, it's it's up to the chance like you go you join the studio and you see how you, if you're gonna fit with the, with the environment mm-hmm. or not like i tell you you might be like uh, very good very good 
an artistic way, mm -hmm. but you might not be able to catch up with the pipeline. It's yeah. very complicated for you. Like you can't understand how to do it. Like it's not about placing the light. You know, light is just you place the light where it is and <laughs> the color balance and all this thing. But at the end, you don't know how to do this within the pipeline in the company. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah I see your point. But uh, you still know how to light. I mean, it's like using. You still know how to light. No, I see exactly. See what you mean. Uh, it's like, for instance, you use 3ds Max and you're gonna jump using Maya from the next. I mean, in a couple of months. But if you know where to place a key light or rim light, or, or like a fill light, you still know how to light. You just know. You just to know. You just need to learn how to do it in Maya, right? Yeah, exactly. But this uh, it's, it's uh, further than the software itself. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that uh, the company is structured itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of, uh, you know how how you're gonna get files from other artists and how you're gonna publish the files and all these things mm -hmm. might be uh, a big issue for you. Yeah, somehow, I see what you mean. If you're a freelancer, you never worked in a pipeline before. That's gonna yeah, be super hard like for you, like for at least the three first first months, two three first months. Yeah. At least it depends yeah, yeah. on the pipeline, of course. <laughs> I see. I see yeah. what you're referring to. <laughs> no, <that's a> <laughs> no, not you, Alexander. <laughs> Alexander was laughing. No, no, no. Alexander was laughing, so I knew. I knew what he what he was referring to. So uh, yeah, I mean, I see. I exactly see your point. So the pipeline could be an issue for some artists, or. It could be an issue even even if you're coming from a different company because not all the pipelines are the same anyways. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could work, I don't know, X company and you go to Z company and uh, I mean, you can get lost quickly. <laughs> and uh, the logic of each company is different depending on the developers and the, the line or, or the, the mentality of the, of the company. But some main key features remain. I mean, even though I agree, you can struggle with pipeline especially if you don't get help mm -hmm. but mostly people are helpful unless they're yeah, super busy uh, i think some of the skills that would really help you in terms of no matter where you are mm -hmm. is uh, basic knowledge of uh, art theory and maybe even photography if you're going to vfx mm -hmm. because lots of people i think don't really understand how that works yeah. they learn along the way mm -hmm. uh, but at the beginning could be a struggle because uh, we're still working on when we work in vfx we work on them with plates yeah it's a movie it's a movie yeah. so uh, the better you understand the process the easier it would be for you to do something that looks uh, really good for the movie yeah yeah definitely i mean if someone talk to you and say okay let's put a 50 millimeter here or 35 millimeter there or uh, even even with the color you know yeah, contrast yeah, yeah. Uh, lighting mm -hmm. it's it's different from animation animation is like a bit more can be more creative yeah. in that regard mm -hmm. but i think it's less forgiving when you work with the movies because you can easily spot when something is not photoreal yeah of course and when something is photoreal mm -hmm. yeah, yeah makes sense make complete sense uh muhammad drove uh, if the, if there is shot like a shot that you shoot uh, that you saw of a movie what shot would you like to redo of the of a movie you like you, you redo yourself 
Okay, you mean the, the shot's not mine, but the shot. No, 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 shot I, not your, not oh. yours, not yours, not uh, oh, okay. like a shot from a movie you liked. There's a lot of shots. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I just want like, one. <laughs> but, but I tell you, I, like I tell you something, like uh, the shots that I used to see uh, back in the day. Mm -hmm. like, I can remember uh, it's a very simple shot at uh, Fight Club, actually. Yeah. There, there was a shot in the Edward Norton apartment with the camera just keep moving. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember that uh, one. Just following the wires and yeah. all the things, showing you how the explosion is about to happen. I think it's the fly-through, yeah. fly-through shot. Yeah, yeah. The, this one of the shots also, when I saw it, I was like crazy about it. Like, I want to do something. Because it looked so real. I mean, when I first, when I learned it was like full CGI, I was like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, it was done in 1999, I think, or 1998. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 99, 99. Well, the movie was released in 1999, so I, I presume that uh, the movie was done like uh, six months or earlier. Mm. Uh, six months or a year earlier than, yeah, than the release. Yeah, and, and, and as, as I told you, I think all the cinematics for Warcraft, I was crazy about it. I would like to do them all again. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah but, but Blizzard from the new Yeah, yeah, let's go, yeah. <laughs> You can we can we can call yeah. Blizzard for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, from the new movies, I can't really remember. Just, there's a lot of scenes in my head now. I can give you one exactly. <laughs> so many of them. Yeah. Man. How about you, Alex? Is there a show? Same cup, yeah. couple of them. Uh, like one of the. Dimension one was from Starship Troopers. When yeah. The bugs attack the the military base mm -hmm. and some of the space shots. They were looking really cool. I and I watched movie recently. They aged really well. Still holds up. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's unbelievable. I mean, some mm. movies done like uh, 20, 30 years yeah. ago. They still they still works so, so so well. Maybe opening sequence of Terminator Four. That was like really impressive with the war and machines. Terminator going. Four. Sorry, Terminator 2. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. And ah, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. But I think it's lots of animatronics over there, less. Yeah, but I it's think still it's cool. It's I would be like cool, to involve. Yeah. Of course, yeah. And uh, since we mentioned Lord of the Rings, the first one, Battle in Moria. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that looks one, yeah. really cool. I, I remember the opening. Yeah, that was yeah. crazy. That was amazing. It was amazing in the cinema. Uh, I mean, Plenty more, but that that those are kind of sticking in my opinion with me. Yeah, at least. that's yeah, that's great. That's great. That's those are good, great choices. Mm. <laughs> I would also like some animation movies, but that could be a long. No, long no, run. no. Yeah, go ahead. Which ones? Uh, early Pixar movies were really oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, early yeah. ones. Yeah, the first. I mean, they still look amazing, but yeah. I think back then when you saw it was way more impressive yeah, I mean, 1995 when you see the first toy story i mean you're I mean, mind, mind blowing you know it's uh, wow yeah how, how is that even possible you know imagine like it's like it's soon 30 years old <laughs> the movie will be like 30 years old like in a yeah actually of years. it is yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you still watch this movies now like terminator 2 and toy story it's 1 an, it's unbelievable you think it, it was made with very old technology and it's, like Alex said, like the basics of uh, everything that will help you to get there, like 
it's, it's not about the tools actually yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's just uh, if you know the color theory and how to light and all these things so with any tool you could get a good uh, scene yeah yeah definitely uh alex how big is the vfx uh, industry back home um considering how countries smaller than like uk or france yeah. it's pretty good going i would say mm-hmm. we have a couple of studios mostly we do commercials and games mm-hmm. games maybe the most but there is a couple of studios that they still do vfx and they're kind of hub for artists to go abroad to to UK, Canada, or USA even. Okay. I mean, there is plenty of talented artists coming from Serbia. Okay, that's great. Yeah, that's good to know. Mohamed Rauf, how about Egypt? Uh, yeah, uh, I think we as well, we have a very talented artists. And we have Rolf's most of the doing great jobs, uh, characters, or, uh, mm-hmm. game assets, all the stuff. And they are outsourcing the work. Uh, and on the big level, I hope like really, the movie production will start to rely more on CG. Like we have good uh, CG in the movies now, but it's just like to help you to add more to the story, like some explosions or extensions or something in the background, something like this. Mm-hmm. But really hope that uh, the movie producers will start to produce movies that would rely completely on CG, like if you want to make a sci-fi movie or something like this. So you could hire more artists and uh, open more jobs for the arts to work in Egypt. Mm-hmm. That would be great if we could have something like this. Yeah, yeah, that would be great, of course. It's uh, because yeah, you, can have mo- you will have more movies and people will learn more, so the industry would get bigger. Yeah, The exactly. quality yeah, will yeah. improve, so it's... Uh, you will have a better competition, of course. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's 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 for sure. So, Mohamed Rauf, how long did it take you to master the required skills in order to create a showreel uh, appealing to VFX studios? How not roughly, more, more or less? Yeah, not necessarily I mean, when when they answered wish. you back. It's more like. Uh, uh, yeah, how long, more or less, did it take you to do like even uh, those still, still images? You. Uh, I tell you, yeah, like when, like every time you get a uh, email back that uh, we cannot sponsor or not fair enough, you, you keep thinking by yourself that you need to work more on yourself, maybe or something like this. But then I think, like uh, in 2016, when I was still working in Dubai, and, and things were not going well with me actually in two different, uh, many different ways, like with, with the company and financially and all these things. Then I decided that I need to go and start freelancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could have more free time and start to uh, work on my portfolio. Uh, I remember just this took me like I think two years to work on my portfolio besides trying to do some freelancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I used to do uh, all of personal work and just post it and publish it on the different sites like ArtStation, 3D Talk, Talk and all these things. Uh, I start to get some uh, good feedback, uh, like uh, I got uh, some of my works published with CG Talk and same as well, I get some editor choice with ArtStation and all these things. Uh, I got like, published in one time in 3 Arts magazine. Mm-hmm. 
So I started to feel that I'm getting back on track. I started to feel like I'm doing something I didn't do before in my whole career. Like uh, I was doing just only the normal work, like the work that you do with this, with your company, with your studio, and then you try to put this in your portfolio, but it was always not good enough for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's almost it took me like two years. I keep working on my portfolio, and what was happening? Like uh, I could do like uh, one still image per month. So I keep working like for like seven, eight months, and I have like uh, seven, eight new photos in my portfolio. Mm-hmm. What I used to do, I used to remove them all and start from again from scratch. Oh, like okay. You, you need to do something better. So if you check my portfolio now, I have only like I think seven or eight as well. Like this was the latest because every time. Every step I take, I feel like, yeah, this one is old now. You have to move it because you need to keep your portfolio empty just to encourage yourself to work more. Yeah, it's not, that's it. It's just like you have some kind of stills and you're going to sit on this. Yeah, it's like if you have 50 images, you're going to say, yeah, I have more than enough now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I remember I got my first call with NPC Montreal at the end of 2018. When? When? Say it again. At the end of 2018. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, uh, yeah, because I, I started doing this in 2016 and then I got a uh, call for interview in 2018. Then I heard from Dinek uh, in 2019. Yeah, and this was my first job, actually. Okay. Amazing. So... What about you, Alex? Uh, how long did it take you to master the required steals, skills sorry, in order to create uh, a showreel? Well, I, when I started working, I had mostly commercials mm-hmm. showreel because at that point, that was the only thing I could do related to 3D, mm-hmm. like pack shots, anything related to that field. But I didn't like it. I was... And at some point... Oh, I, you mean working in, in commercial, you didn't like it or... No, I liked it, but... I didn't see that that kind of showreel would get me ah, I where see I want to mean. go now. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So I decided to abandon it mm-hmm. and basically just work on something that's supposed to be me. Mm-hmm. So I took a year off and I do a couple of images that actually landed me job in first in Norway mm-hmm. and then that helped me to get here in UK. Mm-hmm. But I decided that even though I don't mind working commercials, I would work now even in even now, uh, I just think that didn't really, wouldn't sell me as well, as good, you know, mm-hmm. just because it's it's not really in the field of VFX. Mm-hmm. So, and also because I wasn't sure if I want to go to animation or VFX because I have broad interests here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like I said, I even worked in games. Uh, I, I felt that this was not me enough. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I decided to present myself with my own personal images to the studios and recruiters. So it was the same as Mohandro of you who presented stills. So you got, uh, I think your, the, your first job in the UK was at NPC, right? Yeah. So the, your first, let's say, thing that you showed or presented to a recruiter was still images as well. Yeah, that was on FMX uh, year before. Okay. Uh, I mean, I showed some stuff that's like at that point I was I just finished movies in Norway so I couldn't show anything related to that mm-hmm. those movies will be released like in six months from then so I can't show it so I basically just showed my still images my 3d renders mm-hmm. and they seemed to like it they, they called me because of that 
Yeah, that's great. I could show them commercials, but I didn't feel, like I said, that that's going to be good enough for them mm-hmm. at that point. I see, I see. Yeah. Okay, One second. One, two, three. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Do Alexander the clap with us? Or no, Alexander or? doesn't care about <laughs> the clap. He's caring about the focus. <laughs> He's caring about the pizza. The pizza. The caring pizza. about my beauty and the camera. I want to look pretty and cute. <laughs> I won't cut this. <laughs> I want people to know <laughs> what kind of deal I have. I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> Guys, I've been wondering, is, in your opinion, is it hard to uh, to transition from being a VFX artist in the film industry to work in video games? Who wants to start? Uh, I can give you a short answer because I don't have any experience in the game industry. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think now it's easier from to come from game to movie, especially after everyone now, everyone now is shifting to Unreal and uh, amazing things that we see coming from Unreal now, the cinematic renders and all these things. So, but but I th- I think for someone working in film, if he wants to go to the game industries, I think it's going to be very hard. I think that's my opinion. Why do you think is that? I, I think they have a lot of technical stuff that required to be able to work in games more than working in movies. Like working in movies, you have the luxury of having uh, high bodies and high textures. Ah, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, the restrictions, like yeah. Uh, you, yeah, low poly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for that, yeah, it's true. I mean, I know. But like uh, in game, you have to do an explosion with 50 particles. <laughs> yeah, imagine you're working in games and now they're telling you, oh, you don't have limits in textures or geometry, do whatever you want. So, yeah, even now with the new uh, graphic cards and all the things, you could expand a little bit, but still, I think. But uh, I'm not following up really with the game industry, mm-hmm. what is new there. So, this is just my opinion. Yeah, sure. Alex, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think it's what he says. It's easier from guys in games to go to the movies than going for movies in the games. Because I tried to apply in a couple of places, mm-hmm. just out of curiosity. Uh, well, actually, I wanted to yeah, yeah. work for a change in the games again. Uh, but I couldn't succeed. They were not convinced that somebody from movies can work successfully in the games. Uh, ah, so okay. <coughs> yeah. You know, do, do, do you had any answer like uh, like more specific answers? Mm. Why exactly is it because you guys <laughs> have no limit of memory? No, we d- we didn't get the chance to discuss ah, it. Okay, it was yeah. like no, with some some places I did, but eventually they decide to go with somebody who has already a game experience, even though these pro- projects were just starting. Like literally, they were gonna go in three four years mm. so i think i need three four years to learn how to adapt to the games you know i think they're kind of close now than ever closer now than ever yeah we are super close nowadays than yeah and we are adopting lots of their tools anyway especially in virtual production yeah yeah but i couldn't i couldn't get my foot through the door in 
so far to work in because yeah it seems weird i mean it, it seems weird for me because for instance if you do 2d animation right yeah and you want to do 3d animation i mean it's the same thing you just have to yeah. learn the tool right well at least in my case because i'm generalist but mostly focused on environments yeah uh it's not like i have to sacrifice so much i think because no i mean they use houdini in game and they yeah, use unreal that's a cool thing yeah so uh, yeah there is even great tools uh game tools on, inside houdini yeah and i'm using them i mean but and I, it's not like they like you mentioned the facts when you need to do explosion with five particles yeah yeah, yeah. it's tricky i mean uh, that that was like uh, ten yeah, years yeah ago. but it's it is technical but i don't i don't think i would need years to master environments no, of in course games, not you know? yeah, yeah yeah so that's why I'm, I don't still understand why there is this like border when you rarely can cross and become a mythical being that was once in the films <laughs> and now is in the games, you know. Probably going to be watched like, you know, special kind of person, you know. I, I saw a lot of people coming from game to films. Yeah, me too. But uh, not as true that I saw few people <coughs> from, I mean, transition from film to Sorry, from game to... Uh, no, from film to game. So you know people like that. I don't know anyone. Yeah, there is, but it's super rare. I mean, maybe I, from... from I mean, people around me, maybe mm. one or two in like the past 10 years. So yeah. that's why I was intrigued to have, to know your opinion, guys, because it doesn't make sense for me, especially now. It's getting... Yeah, I mean, the either. gap is getting... So but it's almost like saying that people that worked in animation cannot work in feature film, you know? It's the same thing. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's like uh, if you do, I don't know, what a simulation and feature film is going to be more or less the same if you yeah. do it in for for VFX movie. So I don't see, I don't know. My, I mean, shouldn't be taking that long to transition from one thing to another. No, I don't think so as well. I mean, for me personally, it's all kind of an art, right? Of or, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a craft, but... Uh, it's not so different. It's, yeah, not it's like, like changing your pen to write your name or something like that. You know, exactly. Uh, yeah. Or using a pencil instead of a pen. Mm. A pen, sorry, pen. A pen to to write yeah. your name. So it's. Uh, to be honest, like, I never got a clear answer why they don't want me. It's mm. more like they're kind of scared, even though they admit that something like they told me a couple of times. It's refreshing to have someone from film. For a change <laughs> to destroy the pipeline, <laughs> huh? to destroy the pipeline. They were thinking like we need someone to challenge us with number of polygons. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were more thinking like it was like an honest discussion, and they say like somebody from film could be interesting for a change. So maybe we can learn something from you, and you can learn something mm. from us, which I think is totally fair. But then ultimately, the decision was no. Yeah, it's weird. And I don't, I don't uh, get that. But I would like to try, and yeah, I mean, I'm not against it. I'm st I hope I will make another game by myself, so... Yeah, that would be great. I would love yeah. to see that. <laughs> You're going to have to wait a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I have all my time. Yeah. Uh, Mohamed Raouf, how do you stay yes. up to date uh, within your role? Oh, yeah. Uh, you mean the new... Uh, technology and new software yeah new technology new software new things. new way of doing things like uh, sometimes you know well it happen it doesn't happen often but it does pipeline doesn't change you know along i mean when a show yeah. is running but let's say when you do an aftermath you know of a show and you say I, I wish i could have done this differently or better or if i had that tool i would have 
done it different? I think something. I always like to stick to the basic. Like the best way I learned uh, the things that I can do is just from learning from the basics. Like I tell you what I mean. Like I learned lighting from watching 2D painting for lighting. Like I, I used to watch how artists would paint uh, 2D mm. lighting in, in, in any scene. So you know how he scattered the light, how he do the GI and all these things. And just you take this and you apply in the CG world. Or even you watch how they do lighting for cinema or uh, TV, mm-hmm. and you see how they place the lighting and how they consider everything, and just you do this in the CG. And the same thing for texturing, like understanding the nature of the surface, uh, nature of the metal, nature of the wood, or whatever it is, and then you you try to apply this inside the software itself. So uh, the thing is that. Uh, with the new softwares and new updates, uh, I always go check like where I can do the things that I want to do. Like uh, something like I don't want the tool to control me, especially with the new tools like Substance Painter. Mm. All this, they give you like amazing tools that it will do things for you. Like if you want to paint dirt now, it's so easy with brushes. Not like before when you used to do it in Photoshop first and you customize your own brush and all these things. <laughs> Nightmare. But, but now you really, yeah, yeah. But but you used to distinguish the work from artist to another one. But, but now, like most of the work, not most of the work, but you see the work looks similar somehow. Yeah, it reminds, so, sorry to interrupt, but it reminds me a lot the uh, automobile industry. Most of the cars look, look less, more or less the same now. I mean, yeah. Uh, unless yeah, you are, you are like buying like uh, I don't know, very like one million or two million yeah. pound <laughs> yeah. car. I mean, there is no yeah. for me there is no big difference between I don't know a mid range car or like a super fun. Yeah. They look almost the same now, more or less. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I'm not really a fan of the tool, but from time to time, of course, you need to check what's new and you need to experiment, especially like with render engines, like you need to know which one is going to give you the best result and the best quality and the best time and all the things mm. that is required from you just to keep trying and trying and make a lot of tests and all these things but yeah thank you alex it's the same for me uh, how i keep updated yeah yeah yeah. how do you keep updated sorry i could have i should have um, the question well i just uh, basically read and watch uh, what people are doing around uh, especially in smaller studios mm-hmm. because I think uh, in bigger studios it's kind of with pipeline most of the things are set but smaller studios they tend to fight for what they have to achieve so I watch their solutions what they're doing uh, and I think I've been lucky to change a couple of places just because I learn good things and bad things from them. Uh, but I learned some other software as well. So I also talk with people from effects, for example, mm. what they're using. Because I'm I'm generalist, more or less. So I like to keep informed about everything new. I don't have time to implement everything, but I'm trying my best. Mm. Uh, so... Lately, I've been learning a couple of new techniques with Houdini, Substance. Again, gaming gaming tools that mm. are coming slowly to us. Uh, but in talking to people mostly, you know, trying to find information where you can. Because mm. I like new stuff. I don't like to get stuck 
and do the same thing in years and years and years. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, even with the most powerful pipeline that will give you the best results, I would be bored in two years' time if I have to go and repeat the same stuff. All yeah, over it's again. not fun. I mean, uh, yeah. the cool thing, at least now <coughs> Southern FX, is not every movie is the same. I mean, uh, every, mo- every movie is a challenge yeah. and you change constantly. Uh, it's either you improve the setup that you're, you've been doing or uh, you're doing new things every time. Mm. Even even sometimes we did same effects, for example, in Jungle Book that we are maybe doing now, but we've been now seven years now, six, seven years since we did the movie, right? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, things constantly change. I mean... You, they do change. Yeah, I- even if the, r- the result is is good then and i mean maybe a little bit better now mm. but uh yeah the way of doing things ch- ver- i mean change a bit change yeah. you, you try to improve it as much as you can definitely and uh, i mean lots of new tools appear like yeah, we yeah. saw the because i like everything like i said like i like even effects if i can do it so you like can there is like there is new cool things like fluid solvers that are gpu yeah. based so oh yeah it's not like I want to do and spend ages like you guys in effects doing setups, uh, but I still would like to do it from time to time from something for myself, you know, so yeah, it doesn't w- have water, to be... Water is uh, it's super heavy. I mean, you can, of course, but uh, you have to be very patient and yeah. it takes ages uh, to do something, let's say, more or less decent mm. or, yeah, it's yeah. you have to be very, very patient and have... Uh, but I would still like to do it at least once for myself. Yeah, no, no, not of course. Quality, oh no, right? of course you can. Of course, yeah. uh, they, and by no means. Uh, of course, you can do whenever you can. You, you can do it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I won't start uh, with the fluids because it's. Uh, I would start with something else, a little bit lighter for now, mm. and then go. I mean, and then go to for, to start doing liquids or fluids, because it's super hard to and th- to start from. Not necessarily for you. I'm talking in general. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's yeah. It's it's not the first thing to learn when you want to do FX <laughs> because it's the hardest thing. One of the hardest things yeah. to do. Well, I don't want to go do too deep because I don't want to change my career and become effects artist. You can if you want. I know you can. You have but the skills. <laughs> but uh, I was doing back in the days when I was supposed to do commercial. You know, they give you like you need to put explosion. You yeah, need to yeah, put yeah. Uh, smoke. Yeah, yeah. You have to <laughs> we do. We all used to do this. Yeah. Fire trails, and you, you know the, the short and transformers were this uh, the first transformers when the robots were coming from space to Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was working with the company before, and they asked me to do the same shot. I was like, the same <laughs> shot. I was, yeah, so I was Very trying ambitious. just yeah, I did something, but turned out to be like not that good anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It takes time. Again, it's like everything. The difference between maybe working in a small studio and a big one is uh, you buy the time. You buy the time to for, to iterate, mm. to push more the boundaries and have the time to have proper feedbacks, you know. But uh, yeah, every company is different and uh, every company sure. do, do things differently anyways. Yeah. Uh, do you guys share or... Are you keen on sharing your knowledge and experience with people that uh, are less experienced? Mohamed Rauf, I will start with you again. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, I owe it to the industry actually because I learned from other people. 
I learned a lot and I was always amazed with the effort that other artists are putting on the internet just for free whatever their own blogs or YouTube videos or anything mm-hmm. so of course I feel that I'm in debt for other arts also and uh, whenever I get the chance if someone would ask for my help I would never hesitate to help him even if I don't know him sometimes I get emails from people I don't know they would just ask for help with something they're working on and uh, I immediately reply and I help them because this is what other people did to me and I want to repay this for other people yeah that's amazing uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I like this this mentality that we have in, in our industries, like uh, based on sharing knowledge and information. Yeah. What I about know. you, Alex? Yeah, I was considering at some point if I want to go and teach because I oh, kinda, yeah, really? kind of like it. There's okay. an idea, but I didn't materialize on it. And maybe it's for the better because now I have some new ideas that I wouldn't have a time to do if I'm teaching but generally i yeah i like sharing all of these ideas like he said for free why not i mean i got plenty of ideas between colleagues for free yeah yeah why should i charge you know so much to the other artist i'm more generally speaking because lots of people are having different programs and they could be expensive or less expensive for whatever reason i would still go and give many of those informations for free because i think we should charge to the clients rather than charge to one ourselves you know yeah of course yeah makes sense yeah, yeah. i totally agree with that uh alex can you tell us more about your field of uh, speciality well i'm a environment artist but more or less i'm a generalist but only what focused on environments what environment artists or generalist uh, artists do Anything. More or less, they do the same. Uh, we do set extensions. We do full CG environments. Uh, we're basically set dressers of the DMP as well, right? DMP as well, yeah. yeah. Digital made painting. Um, but lately, I think it's less focused. I think DMP is kind of in film, at least, sort of dying off. I have a feeling. Ah, okay. I mean, at least where I was working, focus was mostly on 3D, even though I think. DMP can help a lot to sell the shots. Maybe it also depends on the production. Mm-hmm. Like on a couple of shows, it was not another question. We're not going to use DMP. On some other shows, it was like male, mostly DMP. Mm-hmm. But we, where I'm coming from, we're doing everything, even even lighting, sometimes effects. Uh, I like this kind of fast-paced attitude where you do as much as you can. I was even doing animation at some point. I just didn't see myself doing only animation. Mm, I see what you mean. But uh, it can help a lot. Like uh, At least I know the basics. So if mm-hmm. I need to do something, I know it's going to look okay-ish like, because I know how to animate something, Okay. Yeah. basically. Uh, but I also enjoy every other thing, like texturing, look deving, lighting, uh, um, even comping. Why not? If I could do anything, everything, on the sh- including the re- directing of the movie, <laughs> I would do it, you know. If I have an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, of course. So if some producer is watching, he can give me a chance, you know. <laughs> of course, just yeah. submit your portfolio in the comments. Of course. And, uh, I hope you're going to put showreel so they're going to see that I'm, you know. Yeah, yeah, we, man, we, you know? We, we will put your showreel. Nice. <laughs> Mohamed Rauf, yeah. uh, what about you? Can you explain us more about your field, please? 
right now I'm doing lighting with DMIC, but uh, um, I can also do environment. Like I remember, I, I, at first I applied for environment role uh, with DMIC, but when mm -hmm. they called me, they said, uh, "If you want to do environment, okay, but we we see that uh, we need you more in the lighting department." So I was like, "Okay, no problem." And uh, yeah, uh, uh, I'm more into like producing uh, the whole scene. Like uh, what I like to work on is like uh, starting from the composition. Like how we're gonna build up the scene. Uh, you mean from layout? From no, I, I mean uh, I mean the composition itself. Like ah, uh, oh, sorry, yeah, 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 sure. If, if you wanna do like any kind of shots, like uh, interior or exterior or whatever mm. it is, like. Uh, what is the element we're going to have? Is this like uh, in the street? Something like we have trees, cars, all these things. So how are we gonna arrange our scene? Something like this. Mm -hmm. And then of course do the modeling and texturing, uh, the lighting, of course. And yeah, yeah, like journalist somehow. So we're the same, right? Yeah, yeah. you're guys the same. Yeah, but but I've been doing like. Lighting and rendering and composting for like uh, the past three years, maybe. I mean, as uh, uh, in my work, like most of the work that I used to get, the people just asking me to do these things. Uh, but for me, when I work my free time for my portfolio, I have to do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, did the work, Mohammed Rauf, did the work uh, experience uh, live up to your expectations? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was impressed with, uh, with the people really. They are very welcoming, and uh, uh, you get the chance to talk with everyone, all the levels, supervisors and leads. Uh, they all share information with you. And they teach you a lot. Um, they don't save any effort, uh, and of course, the system also like uh, the system was good and. Uh, like we, when you work in uh, small studios on the things, uh, they don't have a proper pipeline, really struggle. And, uh, you spend a lot of time just to organize your stuff and your files and your name and convention and all the things, but working with a proper system that's really helped a lot. What about you, Alex? Mm, it did, but I'm still searching for myself in a way. Because okay. I always, I don't want to stay put in one place forever. I'm kind of restless in that way. So I'm, I'm looking for what I'm going to do next and probably going to do something different for a change. Mm -hmm. Because it's been a while I'm doing this. So uh, it did live up to my expectations. Uh, but after a while, you know, I feel like I want to do something more, something more creative in a way. So I can be a creative driving force rather than just executing for other people. Mm -hmm. That's see. my ultimate long-term goal. So I'm trying a bit of different things, writing screenplays, mm -hmm. preparing. I have ideas for a couple of short movies that I want to do, even a game. So I hope that in the future I could have a chance to at least do one of those things mm -hmm. just to show that I can do even more because I think... Yeah, it's more it's more on a personal level, right? It's uh, more like to to prove to yourself that you are able to yeah. do different things. Yeah, and I also want to say that I like at least did one of my things, like one my one of my movies or one of my 
books or one of my screenplays and I could say yeah, I did it you know instead of yeah, yeah. You know, and you learn, you learn so much from that process I, I imagine yeah so much you learn, you learn so much from new things from other people that you might necessarily think you, you might learn from but sometimes you're mm. amazed well I think the learning learning bit is the most interesting part of course and also yeah, failing because yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I didn't come to some conclusions just by constantly succeeding I yeah, failed a it lot doesn't work of course uh, and even now you fail sometimes but I think it's only natural and okay mm. I don't think you can always be a successful at something constantly no, it's, it's impossible I mean so what's the point how, how do we mm. learn if, if it's linear you know yeah. it's a line and uh, yeah and to return to the question about learning curve I have a feeling that my, I have a feeling that my learning curve was a bit steeper mm-hmm. I know people who exploded and had very you know skyrocket mm. career but I'm I'm not complaining, and I would still do the same because you know sometimes it takes more time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you just, have, just to have to be believe, patient. Yeah, 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 be patient, and do your at your own pace. Of course. Because you know I'm not even Everyone judging others yeah, how yeah, yeah, they're yeah, going to yeah. progress. Everyone is different, anyways. I mean, I can, I can, I, I, I mean, it can can take me like uh, five years to learn something. It can take you or Muhammad or Uf, like maybe a couple of weeks or three. Or exactly. It depends. Yeah. It, it really depends of the people of the way how you you learn and the way how you th- see things. So s- things may differ from one one person to another. Yeah. Uh, Muhammad Rauf, would you like would you like the opportunity to, to learn uh, more? in a a different specialty no different specialty uh, related to cg or something some other field no any any anything cg or not no cg Uh, yeah sometimes when i have time uh, i might learn something else something new like uh, i used to learn uh, or study photography Uh, Mm. i spent of time doing some photography. I also love cars or mechanics. Uh, I fix my car by my own self. Uh, oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> I love to eat and go buy spare parts. And, and if I have the proper tools, I go fix things by myself. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. That's great. Yeah. Do you, le- do you fix your computers as well? Yeah, of course. Can you fix my windows? <laughs> yeah, I can. So Which one? The window, the actual window? <laughs> yeah. Can you repair my hard drive, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you, Alex? Uh, well, what? I'm trying now to be a to write my own screenplay, and I'm you know learning that. But is it a screenplay for a movie or a screenplay for uh, for game? <clears throat> well, that's a funny part because uh, when I speak to the friend of mine who is a director. We figure out that the story that I had in my mind could work for any of those in theory. Yes, yeah, that's super hard. <laughs> but it can. Yeah, yeah, of course it can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I don't know if you notice. Uh, sometimes they bring like a game to a movie. Yeah. And most of the time it's uh, it's a failure. Like uh, I don't know, yeah. Tomb Raider or Hitman or. Even I don't know. I'm 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 not tempted to see the new Mortal Kombat or something. I mean, I want to see. The <laughs> yeah, you see the trailer only. That's it. Yeah, you just see the yeah. trailer and then oh my god, okay. But I still prefer the the the, the, the game. I, yeah. I don't want to go to see the movie. 
Well, we'll see. Maybe no, I'm no, not no, going to do it. Of course. But, no, no, but, no, 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 no. Sorry. But <laughs> that was not my intention. When, when we, when I, because I had a basic story that I started writing like a year ago or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I already re- wrote some stuff, right? And mm-hmm. I discussed it with him. So, I want to do a game, but I think we have a lot of elements that potentially if we don't cannot find everybody says like no you never worked in a game so you're not gonna yeah, make yeah, a yeah. game we we could in theory based on what i did make i could make a graphic novel if i want yeah that would be great i could make uh uh mo- movie in theory mm-hmm. although hardly possible but still uh, because i have a i have a story that i'm feeling now to make a game mm-hmm. so lots of gaps i need to fill in but you can translate this to animated TV show, for example. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't wouldn't be much different. Although my personal desire is to be a game for many things because I always wanted to do this kind of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's see, let's see what will happen. You know, I'm just enjoying the process. Yeah, that's of amazing. Creating, yeah, you know? yeah, of course, learning again, learning yeah. new things. I don't mind even if that never happens. I would still be happy that I have this piece. Yeah, of yeah, th- yeah, piece of, of story that is mine, and I'm like mm. super happy that it's there. You know, yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, so now we move to we're gonna move to a little bit to the future, actually. Uh, what strings would you like to add to your bow if you'd have if you had the, the opportunity, uh, like uh, any software? you'd like to learn about in the future. Mohamed Rauf, start with you again. Yeah, you'll start with me. Software, software. We, we have enough software. <laughs> we're working with everything. I knew I would like, have this answer. I, I, I don't know which software I didn't try yet, really. Yeah. It's not necessarily software. Software was more like an example, but uh, for instance, um, Maybe you would like to learn more about photography or or any other no, I, any other uh, field I, you wanna like to add. Not necessarily, of course. If it's another software like Unreal, for instance, if you don't know Unreal, you maybe would like to learn Unreal uh, uh, for the future. Yeah, maybe I was always into map painting. That's uh, something I didn't do before, or just I did it on a very okay. small level, like uh, not not on big production. So uh, I, I wasn't uh, interested in really uh, that much, but maybe one day I, sh- I should try because I've seen what other arts can produce with it now. Uh, the thing with Unreal is uh, with Megascan now, you've got a huge amount of assets you can use and just yeah, that's drop in yeah. and that's it. So it yeah, especially just, for you, Lighters, it's uh, it's heaven. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it, it will. Make you more creative to think about new ideas. Now you don't need to uh, be busy with just creating the asset itself and just spend tons and tons of hours just trying to create something and then you don't know what to do with it. But but now you have all the assets that you can imagine. You can drop it all in one scene, do your composition, and now you can start directing whatever you want. So this is something really, really interesting for me that I want to jump in one day when I have free time. I will look into that. Yeah. What about you, Alex? Any new strings you want to add to your, to your bow? Well, this is what what I 
talk just about now is kind of future thing. The yeah, the the screenplay. Yeah. I hope that I could learn to do a bit of level design on a more professional oh, level. Oh, yeah. Uh, just to be more in immersed into this world where I would uh, kind of drive this game if it ever happens. So mm -hmm. I would like to learn that. Uh, <clears throat> that's my currently very... I'm very interested into that. And apart from that, many other things. Like I would like to shoot movies and be involved more with photography stuff like that mm -hmm. i mean many things if you ask me just there is not enough hours in a day yeah there's not enough time. <laughs> but i would like that yeah yeah that would be amazing i mean i spent last six months learning how to i'm still learning how to write a story to have a story arcs and everything yeah that's not easy to do that's, I, uh, and i'm reading this book about how to make a game yeah, yeah. and i'm learning lots of new things because the book is like kind of casually written mm -hmm. But it's talking about some interesting points. Let's how to not waste your time trying to prototype a game where you spend a lot of energy trying to make it look final. Mm -hmm. But instead of going through cycles of testing, what can you do? Which I, if I didn't read it, I wouldn't maybe think about it. But mm -hmm. uh, now I'm thinking about it and how can I test, how far can I go? It kind of makes you think. So then I need to learn how to uh, marketing my game if I yeah, ever yeah, come yeah. to that stage. Yeah, that's 40, 40, between 40 and 50% of your, of the game, yeah. of anything now. Yeah. I mean, marketing, it's, uh, it's So, it's yeah, I'm constantly important. thinking about possible marketing because mm. uh, how can I find an investor or anything? Mm. Uh, it's a slow process, obviously. It takes yeah, time. Yeah, of course. But I hope that I'm going to learn bits of that. And I also have to learn how to... Because I want to make a small demo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever I have time, I'm going to have to learn how to program a little bit. Because yeah, so yeah, far, of I didn't program much. So I'm learning that as well. But very baby steps. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm going to hire someone at some point. Mm. Because I don't know. I, I know how visually I want to do it. I know how I want to make it in a way, mm -hmm. but how to make it all work together, that's something that <laughs> I'm going to have to discover this or that way. We're yeah, going to yeah. see. It's kind of very uncharted territories for me. And that's also very exciting. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah that's, that's, that's really great. Would you guys like to see uh, your career evolve within the industry or you have other plans outside of it? I think... You want me to start now for a change instead of Mohammed? <laughs> <laughs> Alex, go for it. Uh, let's make Mohammed happy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go okay, to sleep, okay, Mohammed. Okay. Um, <laughs> I had an idea to grow inside the industry. I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I never got a chance. Uh, but actually, that's a good thing because I I could focus more on this stuff that uh, we just discussed that yeah, I yeah, want to do more. Yeah. And if I'm involved on a more bigger level, like if I'm some kind of a supervisor or anything, I wouldn't have time to breathe. Uh, so, yes, I would like to push more in this to be creator rather than just one piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. I want to be more involved into driving more people, even if it means learning harder way how to deal with all of those people so more in pre-production let's say 
well even production i want to be i want to stay involved in this mm-hmm. uh, if that ever happens of course but I wanna st- w- would you like to see, sorry to interrupt like one man band like uh, you would like to be involved in every stages of a movie pre-production production post-production or well if we do it for real like in case of the game yeah. i would still like to be on the helm of it as a creator yeah for, for this case yes yes uh, for sure because you're doing it from scratch so you are you are evo- yeah. involved in all yeah. the stages wherever you like it or not if you want to see your game if you want to if you, if, if you want w- one day to see the the, the yeah. game then you but, you but i would like to have i wouldn't like to do everything by myself and i think don't think it's possible yeah but at least you supervise things not necessarily you are doing it by myself but yeah. by yourself sorry but yeah you, you i want to i want to put my vision to everyone mm. because i think it's worth it yeah, yeah uh i'm not sure if i could you know have enough charisma to bring people i'm going to do my best mm-hmm. with i have a, my cousin is doing happy to do concept arts for me mm-hmm. uh we'll see maybe maybe if he's busy i have to do it by myself but i would like to i would like to put it to the stage where people when see these concepts and story they would be happy to join and share the same vision mm-hmm. that i have at this point but time will tell if i will succeed uh but i would like to stay involved yeah i would like to oversee it in mm-hmm. a way but i would like to give other people chance to shine as well of course yeah, because yeah. i don't want to i don't see myself i never saw myself like somebody who is like holding a whip mm-hmm. i'm more like interested if you see my vision and we get together i'm happy that you give me your ideas mm-hmm. like when i wrote first drafts last year last summer of this story i gave it to five or six people And I told them to tell me honestly what they think. Like, even if it's not good, mm-hmm. just tell me if it's not good. So nobody said it's not good. They had a couple of problems with some things. Mm-hmm. But that was good because I I changed them. And now it's I good think, feedback. Yeah, yeah it, now it works feedback. even better. If everybody said, like, oh, it's awesome, that doesn't mean anything, you know? Yeah, I mean... Positive f- feedbacks like that never helps, in my opinion. No, no. You need constructive feedbacks. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, it's not working because, or it's not, it's working because. I mean, you have to have an explanation. Yeah. Well, I gave it to the people I kind of trust. And yeah, I, yeah. I know they would give me positive criticism. Mm-hmm. They would never just put a critic, you know, like they wouldn't hate it, you know, yeah, for yeah, the sake yeah. of hating. But I really appreciated their feedback because my my story always stayed the same. The beginning and the end have always been what they are, even now. But the middle changed and become more solid now, mm. I think. There is lots of cool stuff that came out of positive criticism rather mm. than... If I stay, if I say, do it like that, I think it will be much weaker. Yeah, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. Mohamed Rauf. Yes, man. Should I repeat the question? Uh, <laughs> Don't sleep. No, uh, I mean... I'm on my second show now still uh, I don't know what's in the future so far uh, but I mean from the beginning like I decided I want to work on movies and, uh, I just I just started this and I always had the idea that if I'm not gonna make it to movies I'm not gonna work for small studios anymore uh, it's either I'm gonna stay doing freelance and having my online portfolio you keep publishing work 
doing the things that I love or just I get a chance to work at movies. Now I just got a chance to work at movies. I'm still in the very beginning. Uh, of course, I, I have uh, more dreams achieved in this field, like uh, uh, being a supervisor one day, to be able to supervise the guy. Like, like now I'm still in the beginning, like I'm, I'm now a TV still. But uh, I'm looking forward to be one of this, start to be a lead and to be a supervisor. Maybe I see a supervisor because uh, I'm not into lighting on your plan at home. It's just like, uh, mm. I, yeah, I see. Uh, I learned about everything in the beginning. Uh, I always like to link everything together. So, uh, as I said, something's there in the beginning. And uh, I always do my best. Like, uh, I'm not challenging anyone specifically, I'm just challenging myself. Um, yeah. Also, I, I hope one day this is something like we didn't speak with, with uh, didn't speak about with anyone. Just, uh, maybe one day I could be able to do small movies, short movies, something like this. Because movies is what got me into this from the beginning. Like uh, the amount of time that you spend just to watch movies and the making and listening to the directors and the writers and everything like you, you feel that this is your life now like it's not about only working in cg doing uh, some cool stuff no it's just i feel like it has to be something more than this something like when you really get the chance to do your own thing but this is something like uh, i don't speak with i don't speak about with everyone as i told you but yeah maybe one day i could be able to do something like that maybe I would love to see that. Yeah, I'll ask you to do that. Yeah, because it's it's good. I mean, it doesn't matter if we succeed or fail, but the most important thing is is the process, right? Yeah, is the craft right. is yeah. learning to to okay. Let's find some time today or for six months or for a year and like a discipline. You say, okay, I'm gonna wake up today at six and I'm gonna write that script and finish it and then I'm gonna move on and do my storyboard or. I mean, uh, uh, br break down the the, the script, and uh, then the next time maybe I can convince other people to help me out to do things. So I mean, it's about the process. Uh, at the end of the day, if you are able to do g cool things, that's great. If you are, if you are not, at least you learned. So maybe next time you can do better. I, I think this is how I see it because I would love to do some things, some similar things as well as short movies or it's m I like. Sometimes I don't have the chance to work with, uh, I mean, people that I met, but I did not have the chance to, sorry, the, the chance to work with. So it's like a, a nice gathering, you know, with other people and, and mainly learning mm. from others, from different levels. Sometimes you learn from people that just, I mean, landed in the industry. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I totally agree with you guys and in, in the way how you see things and how... The, how the should your future should be, or at least uh, some part of it. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't uh, continue in, in drawing. That somehow at some point I just I just stopped drawing. I used to draw episodes for uh, Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, yeah, you me know? too, man. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, man. I, I was crazy about Donatello, especially that was my favorite one. <laughs> that uh, I used like used to draw. Is he the pizza like, eater? I forgot. They all eat pizza. No, the one the one was crazy about pizza was. Yeah, Michelangelo. Yeah, exactly. The one was uh, Mincheco. Donatello was the one with his. Yeah, yeah, one. I remember now. Yeah, yeah, he's the mo most so clever I, one. Yeah, I was crazy about drawing them and doing episodes and just guy Shredder chasing them. And <laughs> I was like, I used to have uh, big, uh, what do you call it, like drawing cheats. That's just. Ah, and yeah. also, I was crazy about Green Dyser. I don't know if you know about him or not. This Japanese animation about robots. Which one? Mm. Like every Japanese is about robots. Yeah. Almost. No, I mean, I'm joking, but it's kind of cliche. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the, the Akira when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, Akira. I was a big fan. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I used to draw when I was little, like uh, Dragon Ball uh, Z. Uh, I don't know. I Z. never watched that one. But I remember... Yeah, it was popular back then. I remember then. when we went to this comic book school where we draw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I found out Akira by accident, and it was mm. original Japanese edition. Oh, wow, okay. Which was actually even more... Uh, interesting because I didn't realize they're reading backward. Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was reading like you used to read. Yeah, yeah. And it's even more fucked up story, right? <laughs> it's like, like he he ha he doesn't have a head hand and suddenly he has a hand. And for me, that as a uh, fourteen years, that's like wow. Like first, <laughs> it's all amazingly drawn, and secondly, it's like. Uh, What's this story about? Yeah, it's And I didn't understand anything. It was a Japanese uh, text, right? Mm. And then someone told me, you're reading it. Uh, backwards. <laughs> you should read it like backwards to be <laughs> right. So I didn't start. I was like, like crazy. Like I was obsessed with those drawings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I understood the story nevertheless, you know. I mean, and not really because the story is not really linear. It's not like you can interpret some things as you like. But. I couldn't stop drawing those things. It was like, I still love it. I still love it. That's good. I would like to see that. We, cool, man. Drawings or yeah, yeah, the, draw the drawings that you did. God knows where they are. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I tried to search for them before. I, I couldn't find them. I just, after I moved from my mother's house, uh, I got married. When I went back, I, I didn't find anything. Yeah, that's a shame. So yeah, because you don't maybe, I mean, they don't, particularly have a value back then but they have yeah big value now yeah man so I would like yeah, to show yeah this definitely <laughs> so many things that you do yeah. when you're a kid you don't care about it yeah or when you're a teenager yeah. and yeah this is i mean i would like to continue on the question what i would like to do i'm not thinking like i never actually did a proper painting i was used to draw but i never did like painting painting you know mm. with oils or with watercolors yeah, I mean, I, mean I, would, either, I, I would like to do it at some point as well. It I don't know like if fun. I'm good at it, but uh, yeah, uh, because you know, you guys know how to draw. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, uh, maybe, yeah, make, make more sense for you like, because you know how to draw. So I don't know if, yeah, maybe it's fun to do, not necessarily. Why not? Uh, I don't know. I have to try actually. To <laughs> I know this guy who was, is uh, a really uh, creative guy, but he, he used to wear a little little booklet mm -hmm. every day with himself and watercolors in his pocket and he okay. would uh, like when he goes to the lunch he would do something very quickly but uh, it was really cool like I was browsing through it and I was like seeing familiar sites around London 
but they had some you know interesting twist that uh, you miss you know when mm. you see like from his own vision how he sees the stu- everyday stuff yeah, that yeah, you yeah. can see and it's super relaxing as well i think yeah of course yeah yeah okay let's go back <laughs> cool i know it's uh, kind of the same thing but uh, just finish few questions and let me know if if yeah, you man. need to add anything later let's okay. do it yeah uh so i will do it with alex this time then i will go back to you muhammad Rauf. <laughs> just not to scare you <laughs> Uh, are you or have you ever considered taking uh, your skills and putting them to use to develop the industry in your country? Uh, I wouldn't say I de- developed any industry back in my country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because early on I decided I want to go do something else. Uh, but at some point in the future I would like to maybe, if I go back, I would like to develop it from my experience mm-hmm. from here yeah yeah because i think what do you mean from here you mean like uh, remotely or well oh you mean your experience that you uh, my that experience that i gained you gained from from, the, from, from here yeah both working and living here mm, of back course home yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe at some point but back back when i was home i wasn't even that uh, influential or i wasn't driven by some desire to have some studio or anything i was more like just wanted to do cool things and be like you know part of some little puzzle well you you said at some point you 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 wanted to be a teacher so because teaching can could be valuable as well i mean you could share your knowledge back home just yeah i mean just i mean teaching is already a big thing uh, but and i never did be. any professional teaching you know I, it's just something that i found interesting mm-hmm. uh maybe i would do it it's something that time will tell you know if i would have time or if i would have will or if even like 3d would be maybe the old thing maybe something new will show up mm. and nobody will be interesting anymore <laughs> and i'll be like old yeah. guy you know with all techniques that obsolete. obsolete we don't, we don't yeah. know yeah we don't know how, <clears throat> it's, how it's gonna go to be honest it's unbelievable how fast it goes i mean 10 years ago and now we would never think exactly I mean, technology that we use now, I couldn't use like five years ago yeah, yeah, when yeah. we worked on Jungle Book. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would I would love to use it back then I, because I think some things would look even better. But a f- few things that were used now, uh, we uh, founda- founda- foundations was built from Jungle Book. Like, uh, for instance, uh, all the things that we did in previous for ranking or what yeah, we're yeah, using course. now in... Uh, in Mandalorian, some foundations were built on Jungle Book from Jungle yeah. Book. So yeah, it's like uh, feeling being <laughs> a little piece of a puzzle or something. Yeah, yeah. but to answer the question, I, I mean, I didn't do anything big back home in that regard, which doesn't mean I. No, it's won't. more like a question for the future, not necessarily now. Uh-huh. But uh, would you? It's consider it's it? possible. It's possible. We'll see where I would end up because I'm not still not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, why not? I mean, I'm always happy to share the experience and because I, I one of the things that I sometimes do mind is when people start to get lost in technicalities. Mm. 
because we're all kind of artistic in a way. We, yeah, yeah, we yeah. entered this because we want to be artistic rather than pressing, you know, numbers or pressing publish button or mm. something. Uh, I think that should be obsolete in the future. So um, if I could have a chance to put my vision how that should be done, I would be happy to accept it just because I think we should be creating and that's it. You know, We shouldn't care about any technical mm. stuff that should be out of the equation, I think. Mm. If you want to do it, like on yourself, like you say, yeah, I really want to dig deep into this Python and yeah, build something hoods. cooler. Yeah. But otherwise, uh, I think we should just create and we should be limitless in that way. We should just do stuff. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mohamed Rauf? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think I'm still in the very beginning. I mean, I'm, a, I'm in a very early stage where I feel that I have real experience that I could add to the industry in my country. Uh, at some level, as I said before, I don't mind to help anyone with my knowledge if you're stuck at something or mm-hmm. if you want to uh, know how to do things uh, or, or even if you want to ask me about general questions about the field but uh, I didn't reach the point that where I feel that I have experience now I want to go back to my country or share this with them so they could get benefit I think it's uh, still I'm not in this position now mm-hmm. um, maybe in the our future maybe because I still feel that I got a lot to learn like I'm not there yet uh, as I said I'm, I'm on my second show now mm-hmm. just started and I don't know yeah, what you're on the second show it's true like maybe in a big international company but you still have a lot of experience from different uh, from freelancing from mm. even I mean experience from a yeah. small studio even in uh, remote p- places in the, on the planet, it's still valuable, in my opinion, because people, again, see things differently from each perspective. No? Uh, I know, yeah, I appreciate this, really. Uh, I mean, but I, know, I, I still feel, like, as I told you, that I still have a lot to achieve, really, mm. before I... Like, like uh, if I would say that that's it now that means that i stopped learning now like no not necessarily I, I have something to share so it means that i reached my limit so now let's go back and share the knowledge or something like this uh no i, I still feel that um i didn't even achieve like 10 percent from what i want to achieve in this mm, career i see yeah. that's cool feeling though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great well, uh, I'm not saying I would as well go straight away and do something. You know, I still think I have no, a I mean, lot to do. You know, not necessarily. When I say you know, you can go back and participate to festivals or talks or yeah, although know, nobody big, called big me. events. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because maybe people don't know you. Maybe that's the thing. I mean, it's not necessarily. No, yeah. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no. There no. were a couple, but I was never like invited or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would, but. It's it's yeah you you could help in many ways actually you could help by now because I don't know if thanks to thanks to COVID but now it's like we we discovered that we can do a lot many things online and we can yeah. learn from each other you know and uh, share knowledge with others yeah absolutely so, yeah it's 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 not necess- it, it it's not necessarily it's not necessarily going back home and you know start an industry 
No, I mean, I, I feel like this is li- even a little bit like uh, arrogant because, yeah, I know I have the truth. <laughs> you know nothing. No, it's not about that. It's no, it's not no, 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 exactly. Actually, that, I would yeah. be honored if someone would ask me, come help us win. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's what, that's, be great this honor is, this is how I see it, actually. It's not like, yeah, uh, yeah, I know, yeah, I know I have the truth. I know everything and you, you are... Yeah, 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 I get your point. Yeah, you are yeah, yeah. useless. <laughs> It's not about that. It's more like uh, you know, help help building or let's say, uh, even little bit like uh, sharing advice or feedback. This this is this is already helping because, I mean, we have a lot of experience so far. I mean, we have a lot of experience in VFX, anyways. Whatever it is in a big studio and a small studio, it's experience. True. I mean, but I'm not gonna. I mean, personally, I would never chase something like that. No, no, of course I not. don't have time or dedication it's that's why this is like a future question yeah. like maybe 10 but 20 if somebody years can, would of course yeah. i wouldn't be i would be happy to to share my experience yeah, yeah. but I, I don't really have time to chase those things no no we we won't i mean it's yeah. not the it's not the point i mean when we work in our field we don't necessarily uh, have time to do anything yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing and the yeah. other thing is you always focus on the future and say okay i want to as uh, Mohamed Rauford said, "Yeah, I'm, I may be not good enough to share my knowledge now. So this is, this is humbling in a way. Say, okay, let me keep pushing. Let me, let uh, me learn new Muhammad things." Mohamed is super humble. Maybe yeah, yeah. even too humble. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, I achieved sure just one percent. <laughs> I have ninety-nine <laughs> more to do. <laughs> you did more than many people I know that's been in industry for years. Yeah, right? that's true. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. <laughs> Yeah, and you guys are really awesome. Really. <laughs> you always meet very amazing people in this industry. No, no. <laughs> I don't think you would like to work with me, but thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> we were we were sitting uh, uh, behind each other at yeah, some point. Yeah. yeah. Who would say that? I mean, an FX guy and an environment artist. <laughs> but that was cool, actually. It was very cool. Yeah, yeah. Because in every other places I worked on, it was kind of harder separation. Yeah, no, that was really cool. And uh, I, you, he actually, Alex, teach me 3ds Max. <laughs> I still don't know how it works. But <laughs> 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 no, no, just because I don't want to know how it works. That's that's it. <laughs> that's my first software. Oh, it was 3D. <laughs> I don't know. It was called Studio Max. Or yeah, Studio back then it was called Studio I, Max. Yeah, it, it was uh, belonged to uh, Discrete or uh, Cinema. Uh, what was the name of the Discrete? Company? It was before Discrete. Ah, before? Oof, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't remember. That's ancient. Uh, See, pe- yeah, person no, who knows the name of the company before Discrete thinks he just achieved 1%. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was not, That's I think, super humble. I'm not even know? sure that I was born. I still remember my first time when I got my hand on the software and I just I draw a cube in the viewport and I start rotating around it. Just this and Are you a pharaoh? Like, yeah, this is what I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, yeah. yeah, when when was that? <laughs> you 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 look you look young to me. You don't you don't you don't look like uh, you are in your sixties. <laughs> ninety two, ninety three. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, ninety uh, eight something. Ah, okay, yeah, ninety eight. Yeah, I was too young. Ninety eight. I was. Uh, what do you mean? I was born nineteen eighty four. I was like uh, yeah, I was. 13 or something like that i mean yeah i was born 1981 it's not too far yeah w- wait yeah so uh, 19 at, at that age i did not even had a computer back then 
Well, I had, but I couldn't do much. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I did not have the computer at the time. I was drawing in some 3D architect program or something. Oh wow! Yeah, no, no, no. I really discovered. I had the computer. I was 16, I think. I had first time I had the computer at home. I was 16, I think. Okay. It's uh, but I was keen on. I mean, had a lot of video games. I was like crazy. Oh yeah. But uh, never had a computer. I always had well, I was thinking recently with a friend of mine, I think, because I traded my Super Nintendo for a computer. That's a bad idea. <laughs> I realized <laughs> I that know. was a really stupid idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad because idea. Because back then, PC was not even, like, it's not what it is yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, it's a floppy disk and uh, yeah, you can't and the, do much with the graphic was shit, honestly. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, I mean, to be honest now, of course, you have amazing computers, but... Wow. But uh, yeah, video games, like, I mean, uh, classic like uh, PlayStation or PS4, PS5 are way better than computers, even if we have like a crazy resolution in computers. But uh, it's a different way of playing or doing, I mean, gaming, I would say. Yeah. And I was, the thing is that I was thinking that when I, well, back then I had this, uh, yeah, like, okay, if I have a computer, I'm going to make my own game. But I didn't have resources. I didn't have. <laughs> I I could afford only. It's not even Pentium back then, so it was like. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Cideron or I think no. No, four eight six something. Ah yeah. wow! Okay. It was kind of. It's blurry now, man. Huh? <laughs> it's blurry. I don't remember. It's blurry, but uh, but it wasn't like top of the line, right? Yeah. yeah it yeah. wasn't as bad, but like in two years' time, it was really bad. Yeah. So yeah. everything that came two years after that was unusable on my computer. So it took me ages to get something decent. And in the meantime, I could enjoy Super Nintendo and play amazing video games. <laughs> if I, my, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't even have internet at home at this time. No one. And we used to go to cyber cafes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Well, do you know how I got my Super Nintendo? That's no. a story to tell. No. I smuggled it from Hungary. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Because, like I said, it was sanctions, right? Oh, so yeah, you yeah, couldn't yeah, do yeah. anything. But in Hungary, they would let us come in and trade with us on the local flea market. Mm. So I got, uh, I got money that I was collecting for a year. And because I couldn't find Super Nintendo, I could find one, but it was expensive. Like It was like super crazy price. I had this idea that I could buy in Hungary cheaper. And we went with my brother and my father to Hungary. And I sneaked out from them to go to the store to find mm -hmm. Super Nintendo. And I found Super Nintendo. But on the border, they wouldn't let me oh, okay. with that. So my father was like, okay, screw them, you know. So he, <laughs> he removed the seat of the car and put it under the seat and put back. like, uh, And I had two cartridges that I had. I put in the put in my pockets, right? <laughs> Took us ten attempts to cross the border, you know. And I think in the end they were just like have a change or something. So the new guys were like, okay, go through. My password was destroyed with decline, decline, decline. Oh, yeah. But again, like what kind of people? Like if I'm on the border and I see the kid with Super Nintendo, they're like yeah, go whatever. You <laughs> know? So I think those people, whoever they are, you know, they're yeah, screw you. <laughs> So, yeah, I got Super Nintendo like that. And then I had to give it up when I wanted a PC. They were like, well, I can't have both, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to choose. Yeah. 
So I chose badly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, back then, when you were young, you not necessarily know. I wonder if some people wonder what is Super Nintendo if they watch now. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> oh, yeah. I is forgot that Switch? <laughs> I, I forget about that. Yeah, it's like uh, like 20 years old now or something. Even more. No, more. I think it's more. I yeah, mean, 30 no, years. No, I started career 20 years ago. Maybe. Yeah, no, no, no. It's like 30 years ago. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Maybe wow. even more. Even more. Yeah, well, I think they celebrated like uh, 34 or 35 uh, birthday of Mario, like uh, 44 years ago. Oh, wow, yeah. 30, 30, 30 birthday of Mario, like 30 years ago. Yeah, uh, but sorry. they started on the old ago. systems. like. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Not even Super Nintendo was like fourth version of what they were using before. I see, I see. Yeah. Okay, okay. Let's do it. So I, I still have one question left, but we can improvise later. But I will just ask, ask this question. Uh, yeah, let's do it. For <laughs> Let, let's go back to Muhammad Rauf now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> How do you see the industry in the next 20 years? From the perspective of the viewers, the, the people who want, who want to watch movies. I think people now want to go back to more drama. They don't want to watch uh, more CG in the movies. I, I got this feeling that people want now to focus with the story because they are overwhelmed with the amount of CG that they see in the movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this is opinion I hear from time to time from different people or you, you see mm -hmm. some articles on the internet. Uh, but the AI might really take over uh, there was a movie made before. I don't remember the name of the movie, but it was about that they are like cloning the actors uh, and actress, uh, and they put them like inside the machine, and they can take all the all the emotions and everything for them. And now, the actor himself he doesn't need to uh, to be in the film anymore by himself. Like uh, they already own him as a digital mm -hmm. copy. So I think this might happen somehow because uh, now with the digitals and all these things like you don't know really if this was the actor or was a stunt and he replaced his face and all these things so yeah what i want to say is that the ai might take in in this particular area like just like when you don't need actors to act anymore by themselves mm -hmm. like uh, you get a contract you we own your character as an actor and that's it so no matter if you grow old or whatever it is we still have you in your 30s so you keep acting in your 30s something like this yeah it's like uh it's like a mirror of yourself or clone but uh, yeah AI. yeah yeah if you're talking about 20 years from now of course i don't know this is not going to happen tomorrow yeah yeah i mean it's it's in general it could be yeah yeah because you know for instance i know ilm used some ai for avengers or stuff like that you know to uh, Did they? Yeah. For what? For uh, I've always forget his name, um, the bad guy. <laughs> Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanos. I mean, you should They're be ashamed. Thanos knew so that you didn't. We're sorry, yeah. viewers, for Abdel's really, really incompetence sorry. in this. Yeah, yeah. Thanos will come now. Probably, I worked in some of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just joking. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I always still, I still forget his name. Sorry, Thanos. Like facial, facial rec uh, like uh, reconstruction or stuff like that using uh -huh. AI. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, we are using AI for certain things in our industry. Yeah. But uh, I think people are trying it on Roto as well or much moving. So they teach the machine how to do things. Oh yeah, I mean, they better be. That's the worst yeah, part of, of the job. Like. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah, more. Yeah. So, in the future, you think AI could replace actors? Yeah, of course. This could happen sooner than you think. Yeah, yeah. We don't, we never know. Yeah, I think they're already doing that, isn't it? I have no idea. Are you doing it? They are doing it. Well, I couldn't recall because it's late, but I think it's. I think I saw something like that. Okay. That they're already doing kind of. They're signing contracts with families to use the characters for the future users. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's happening. But not on a bigger scale. I think it's mm. going to explode, but I don't know. What do you think? Alex, how would you? How do you see the industry in the next twenty years? I really can't foresee, but I hope that traditional movies will remain. Like yeah, me theater, too. Actually, yeah, like yeah. old school way, but I think they're gonna figure out something fancy that's gonna be for entertaining purposes. Uh, like I'm still looking forward to the holodeck from Star Trek. Mm. That would be interesting, you know, like full 3D immersive experience when you participate in a film or a game you know mm -hmm. that would be interesting to see if that's yeah, going to develop uh, and probably they're going to do lots of those AI tweaks and modifications of the movies you know probably going to see AI version of our favorite movies you know fixed stuff you know <laughs> yeah I don't know if this is, if this is, if this is healthy uh, yeah I, I agree with with you guys uh, like when Mohammed Rauf said some some movies or content are, are i mean there is too many cg or vfx on it I, I agree with that sometimes it's not justified sometimes they're just there just to make make it a little bit more beautiful but not necessarily i mean i don't see it more beautiful it's ugly actually sometimes i would rather see like more focused work like you know special effects where it should be and visual effects where it, where it should where it needed or where it should be uh, I don't disagree with Nolan when he says, uh, "Yeah, I mean, he, he he doesn't necessarily like VFX, but he's one of the he's he's using it so much. But the way how he uses it, it always helps the story or the storytelling mm. to improve. It's imp I mean, it improves the storytelling a lot. But uh, yeah, it's a shame now. Sometimes we see a lot of unjustified CG or VFX or even special effects. So not I mean, it's just yeah the let's do cool pictures but we don't care about the story anymore as we used to like 20 10 20 years ago maybe i'm too old but uh yeah i think i'm sitting tonight with two vfx haters actually <laughs> 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 only bitching about too much vfx you know <laughs> no i think it's good to put it in a I would like to, if I have the chance to do something, I would like to do less is more. You know, it's it's better to do less and good things rather than see it everywhere. And so, since you mentioned Nolan, I'm curious. I have a question for you and Mohammed now. If you if you would have an opportunity to work with some author or some franchise that you could choose, who would that be? Yeah. Now, mm, yeah. <laughs> 
more than one i would say alfonso Cuaron because i really liked a few of his movies like uh, children of men roma well roma is not my favorite but uh yet the third episode of um, harry potter was not bad at all mm -hmm. even if i'm not a huge fan of harry potter as a whole I know I'm gonna make a lot of haters, but it's fine. <laughs> but uh, unfollow. Unfollow, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You can ban me. <laughs> I, I accept. Um, and uh, yeah, I really liked the burst of idea. I don't know if you, of course, you know. I'm sure you know, guys. The director of District Nine and Elysium, and uh, which is Neil yeah. Blomkamp. Yeah. But he did uh, at some point. He did a YouTube channel. Uh, I forget the name of the channel, but it was amazing. It was like experimental short movies uh -huh. with uh, Unity, I think. And uh, it was very, I mean, the concept was amazing. Uh, yeah, and I would love to work like uh, with some directors like indie, let's say like Jeff mm -hmm. Nichols or yeah, there are the, the, the director of Midnight Special. I don't know if you saw the, that movie or you guys saw the movie. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, yeah. Favreau, I mean, we worked a little, I mean, not not closely, but uh, we worked in the same movies, but I don't like of how he deal with things or managing things. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, if, but since I, I already, we already worked in his movies. So yeah, if I had to choose something that I never worked with, yeah, I would say those, those people, yeah, those person, the, the, yeah those guys what about you Mohammed? yeah i think i'm i was uh, uh crazy about uh, lord of the rings and then came the hobbits so yeah if i would work with peter jackson on these movies that would be great and the the environment that I saw in this movie was was amazing, really. Like whenever you get the chance to rewatch these movies again, like you feel the same feeling that you felt at the first time. And also, uh, I really loved uh, the trilogy of Mad Max, and then the Mad Max Fury Road, the last one with George Miller. Uh, I mean, I was crazy about Mad Max at the beginning, as an action movie was done in the eighties without any special effects. Just yeah, uh, pure stunt and, yeah. and, and madness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe that's why it's called Mad Max. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe we're onto something now, you know. <laughs> but, but I, I, I consider this one of the most amazing action movies that ever made. Like, you can see action movies came after this, and you feel that uh, they are taking something from Mad Max, really. Yeah, it's. Um... What I uh, sorry to interrupt. What I liked about uh, Miller's, uh, you know, approach is he never write a script. He do storyboards. He just do storyboards. He never write a script. So really? He, yeah, he hire hire a bunch of storyboard artists and they they uh, they, they bounce ideas. Well, yeah, it's like he he know he knows what he wants, apparently. Uh huh. But uh, he works a lot with storyboard artists. He never. I think apparently he never write a script. He you, if you want to see what you your as an actor, if you want to see your part, you have to watch, watch the words, <laughs> the words <laughs> of storyboards, which is uh, never knew about it. Yeah, it's a very great. Exp I mean, yeah, I saw some documentaries or making of of this. Uh, it's super interesting. 
Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Alex? Which one would you prefer? Um, someone from nineties, I would say. Some director. Ah, you did not say if it's alive or dead. What do you mean? If the create the create, I mean, if the creative person or director that we would like to work with yeah. is alive or yeah, I mean, I just said whatever you want, like yeah. you know, it doesn't have okay. to be necessarily alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you can also add to this, if there is any project that you would like to participate, but mm. you didn't have a chance. But ah, if you could, yeah, yeah. you would. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So many of them. <laughs> So many, yeah, especially, I, I, I always was in love and with game cinematics, always. Oh, yeah, me too. I don't know why, but it's there is so, something about it's them. It's short form. And yeah, you worked in the Love, Death and the Robot. Yeah. Well, how the second one is called? Uh, is it the same? Death, Love and Robot? Yeah, 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 it's just second season. Yeah, it's season two, right? Season two. I mean, I did not fall in love with all of them i mean the first season but to be honest there is few of them are very very yeah. well written very well yeah. executed yeah i feel like uh, this talks to me i mean it's some I'm, i don't know that's that's something that i would like would li here you go that's something that, that i would love to do like a series of uh, short movies not yeah. necessarily not necessarily cg could be live action could be a combination of live action and two uh, two d animation and three d animation what is also cool is that if you don't like the episode, you're not disappointed. You wasted two hours on it. You just yeah, it's wasted short. ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's amazing. And there is some true art pieces there. That's yeah. uh, wow. It's my, some of them are mind blowing. It's, uh, there is very cool stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, I know you are not allowed to say anything, and there, it's gonna be released soon, right? 15th of May, I think. The second episode. I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure but about it, but uh, as far as I know, it's gonna be additional season or something like that. But I don't know details really. There is a third season. I heard of that. Yeah. But it's not now. This is 2022, I think. Mm, I'm I not sure. I don't know many details. I don't think the. I'm not sure when is the episode I'm working on is gonna be released. To be honest. Yeah. But it was very creative and very fun, in in a years I would say. Yeah, that's it's um, it's unbelievable. I walked yeah. a little bit in uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven uh, uh, game cinematic. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, but but uh, I I was a little bit involved with the. I can't say the task task because people <laughs> will ask me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say what I did on it. So, but okay. uh, yeah, it it was. Uh, it was super interesting, but mainly the company where I work. I mean, I was it was in Goodbye Consas, and mm -hmm. uh, it was super nice experience. Uh, and I w I can say it's one of the best experience I had in my career actually uh, as an FX artist. It's uh, it's very very. I don't know. Maybe I think Scandinavian uh, countries are living living on another planet. <laughs> they do. Yeah. People are very nice. Uh, they, I don't know. The approach is different. It's, uh, everything is different. Mm. The way how they deal with the art, artists, they deal with the clients. It, it's different approach. And I think this. I think this is the future. Actually, how the, the way how they work. Maybe, but I don't know if other Western countries are ready for the order of the Scandinavian countries. I don't know. <laughs> you need uh, to train yeah. them a lot to be this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and I, inter <coughs> I interrupted you. So you said uh, creative people from the 90s, right? Yeah. Like who, for example? 
Well, when I was a kid, uh, from the commercial stuff, I really liked uh, Paul Verhoeven. Okay. And uh, I would like to work on... I would like if I could have the opportunity to work on his movies. Not just the troopers that I mentioned, but also uh, like Robocop or, uh, mm. you know, original yeah. Total Recall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I really like this uh, kind of not so serious approach of the 90s. Where it was, mm. But it's still watchable movies. Like I watched Robocop recently. It's still holding yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty well. I mean, obviously effects were not always so polished, but uh, you don't mind it. We you don't just, care. I mean, we I just mean. you just enjoy the movie. Uh, and also, I like the early Fincher, like uh, Seven was yeah, one Seven of my, was, yeah, one seven, of my own favorite yeah. movies in the nineties. Uh, <coughs> yeah, Seven Fight Club. Yeah. Like the mentioned Blizzard cinematics are also super yeah, awesome. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. Especially the uh, early, early, uh, yeah. I mean, early 2000. Yeah. That's yeah. What, that was... Uh, yeah, I want to add Blade Runner as well. Blade Runner. Yeah, if you go back to old movies, yeah. that's, that's another story. If you start from there, then I yeah. think we need uh, two other episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Blade Runner for sure. Yeah, I mean, so many of them. What I like about is the process, you know, the process of, doing those movies mm. were unbelievable and what do you think what is the movie that uh, changed the industry in a way our industry when is the what's the point where things start to be more I think it's driven? Star Wars you think I'm gonna get, tell you my theory I think yeah I mean the way how we see VFX now no 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 not how we see VFX now but where VFX became predominantly used more and more extensively than it was before because even ah, before you had maybe about that I, huh? matrix, matrix, I think it's matrix yeah. Yeah. matrix yeah maybe the way they used to shoot with 360 cameras to yeah uh, maybe to, yeah. To, to those I, I would say well i'm 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 sure that lord of the rings as well is part of of how the industry changed and my final question for tonight is what do you think which movie, game, or anything is underrated and you think it deserves more praise? Oh my god, so many of them. <laughs> really? Give me one example. Something uh, that's, but I want it underrated, not like when you go on the street and people say, like, yeah, Lord of the Rings or no, yeah, Matrix. Yeah. I want something that you, like, yeah, this is good, but people don't really appreciate Rec it. The recent example, I would say Midnight Special. I think this movie is underrated. There's a little bit of VFX on it and it works pretty well. Uh, games, I don't know because I stopped playing games since some time now. But... Uh, oh, it can be anything. Book, commercial. I mean... Yeah, let me think. Um... I think yeah, a lot of indie movies. I feel like they are underrated. And, yeah. But is there any like blockbuster that you think went under the radar and didn't really deserve it? Like, was really good, but people just wasn't weren't ready for it. Uh, Children of Men, hmm. for sure. Yeah, no. I mean, Children of Men. This movie was amazing. Yeah. That, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the movie was released, I think, in 2004. And uh, 10 years later, when you watch it, you feel like you're living in the Brexit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this movie, I think it cost a lot of money, but uh, did not I mean, and did not end up doing well in, in theaters. So, mm. but it's a shame because it's like, uh, yeah, the, the yeah, I mean, it's like Shawshank Redemption, for example. Shawshank Redemption was not a big success when it got released to the theaters, but otherwise, I mean, later on, it was like a huge success. I mean, over time, it became a success. It's still number one on IMDb, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was for a long one, time. Yeah, yeah. There is a movie of uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, I need to. I think it's. I forget the name of that movie. It's an amazing ma- na- Godfather. Movie. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> underrated Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I don't know if it's Stroko. I forget the name, but it, I think it's in Argentina. It was a long time ago, and the movie is very good. But it w- went went <laughs> went under under the radar. There is a movie that go- that inspired the, the deep. Uh, I think it's the departed you know mm, yeah infernal, infernal Affair. affairs yeah. yeah the chinese uh, movie that yeah. that was a very good one and i didn't have chance to watch but everyone tells yeah, me you I should actually watch, I, dis- uh, I watched infernal affair before the departed and i was disappointed when i s- saw the departed because okay. the infernal affair was well the departed was like okay let's hire the biggest uh A-list- stars A- yeah. yeah the a-listers of hollywood and yeah let's give them a lot of money and do movie yeah thank you very much and they, then they went the oscar of the best uh, adaptation yeah thank you so okay it's useless uh there is a lot of uh director there is well he's not underrated anymore because he won an oscar already he's uh uh, uh, uh farhadi he's a uh, iranian director He's, uh, he did the, the salesman. He won an Oscar, actually. I think it's for the salesman. In general, there is a lot of underrated cinema, not necessarily a movie or... Mm. Uh, like, uh, for instance, uh, there is... Um, Russian directors are most of the time underrated comparing to, uh, let's say, Hollywood or Western uh, Western movies. And they're they're very nice. I mean, they're very very nice movies. But well, of course, I don't speak Russian or even any uh, Slav language. But mm-hmm. you can feel that there is so much work on the script, and it's not necessarily a movie. It's more like sometimes like a entire cinema from a country. Experience. Or yeah, exactly. I like European cinema, but I think it's. That's one of the loss of the new new age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it exists, but nobody's advertising it. Well, it's the same thing. I mean, uh, we're not putting it in the front pages anymore. Mm. Uh, now we, 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 I feel like, okay, we're just watching, I don't know, 700 vo- vo- movies that Hollywood release every year. And uh, from those 700, maybe if you are lucky, we have four, four good ones mm. or five. And good, it's a good. I mean, it's uh, it's not good. It's okay. I mean, it's, yeah. Let's 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 watch the next. <laughs> I don't know, but this COVID thing. I think, for example, the Mauritanian. Yeah. I don't know if it, this went to the theaters. I think. No, I think it went straight to. No, no, yeah, but if if it w- if it will go to theaters, yeah. I think this w- this could could do well. I think, but I don't know because I think in the UK at least only Amazon is releasing it. That's where I watched it. Yeah, me know. too. 
Yeah, the movie is amazing. Uh, same with the Sound of Metal. I haven't seen that one. Uh, Riz Ahmed. So, yeah, there is. Uh, I I like those type of music movies. Like, yeah, not too much money. Again, like Jeff Nichols when he did The Shelter or or uh, Mad. I don't know if you saw Mad with uh, McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's a good movie as well. It's same director, Jeff Nichols. Mm. He, he he he's an indie director. He, he's he's doing very great job with the money that they they're giving him, like around maybe eight, nine, nine million, something like that. Nice. What yeah. about you, Mohammed? Yeah, but underrated movies, you mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love the uh, I I I agree <laughs> with Abdul Halim that. Uh, the indie movies uh, are really underrated that uh, no one just paying attention you just want to focus with the big movies that comes from Hollywood um, like uh, I started to watch uh, indie movies and foreign movies uh, five years ago maybe and I found that there are really some great movies that no one ever hear about uh, yeah it's sad that uh, they don't get good recognition and uh, I don't remember really something specific, but from time to time, like you, you, you watch a movie that was uh, that got a very bad uh, reviews, but you, for some reason you decide just to watch it to see it, and it turned out to be like a very good movie in, in all aspects, like directing and writing and VFX and everything. So you'll be wondering why did this happen to this movie? So you don't know really. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting because um, again, uh, sometimes you do the good decision, you know, to watch those <laughs> movies with the very with a very low amount of uh, stars, you know, or underrated, like uh, you yeah. know, rate two two stars or mm. sometimes zero, and you say, hmm, yeah. okay, it's two in the morning. Yeah. Can you know, I see something? Yeah. You know, I uh, uh, I stopped watching trailers for a while now because trailers uh, are very misleading now. Like uh, sometimes they do now the trailer to be more, more, much better than the movie. It's not about just telling you what you are about to see in the movie. No, it's just they really want to sell the movie very bad, so they make the trailer so great. Yeah, sometimes the shot that you're gonna see in the trailer, you won't see them in the movies. Yeah, in the movie. So somehow i only see only maybe the teaser of the movie something like this or maybe the first trailer i never watched the second trailer now again that's, that's gonna spoil everything you know what now you bring this have you guys noticed that the post that not, no one gives a shit about the posters anymore yeah uh, true somehow, i don't yeah. know but you, this used to be something but i'm pretty sure there are some good ones yeah i mean okay but most of the time, okay, they're putting a bunch of people one behind the other. <laughs> ah, you talk about superhero movies. Yeah, I mean, not only not only those ones, but most of the time, yeah. I mean, it's like someone have to show us his face or I don't know. Uh, it's very hard to find a very creative uh, poster those days. Super, super hard. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what was what is my favorite poster, but I can't recall now. Maybe because it's late, but... Um there were a couple of good ones in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of miss that vibe from the 70s, you know, 70s, 80s. I mean the drawn one? Yeah, yeah, those drawing ones. Yeah, that was cool. That was very cool. Well, they did something similar for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
They made the, there is yeah. a drone version yeah. of the yeah yeah the Once, yeah 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 that was a well, it was a good it was a good movie. Yeah, I, I have a yeah. question for Alex. Yeah. yeah. Why you don't work anymore in your portfolio, like adding just personal work to your portfolio? Like the last thing I saw for you, maybe it was like in 2012 or something like this. <laughs> I've seen worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just don't finish them, so I don't show them. But I have some that, I'm, that are on my hard drive. And I do a lot of drawings. And my my latest personal project was is this what I'm doing now, which is slightly bigger. Uh, okay. So hopefully we'll see something. I, I ho really hope. Yeah. Cool. But I would like to have time. It's just like sometimes you just don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. I need to be in the zone. I need to focus just on that. But you know, every day struggle survival hunting jobs yeah. thinking about yeah. contracts doesn't really put you in the can put you really in the zone when you say yeah i'm going to do something you know for myself but you're right i de definitely should i should finish one of those stuff i know i actually admire people that with full-time jobs have time to do personal projects yeah like, it's you know. super hard Super, super hard. But I, I'm also super critical with me in the last 10 years. So uh, sometimes I think uh, this is just not good enough, you know. And then I see somebody come with something similar and people just love it. And I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> I tend to be overly critical over my stuff. Yeah. Well, I think this is how we, we progress, I think. is Sometimes it's not good to be too i mean yeah. too much is not it's not good like everything but uh, well sometimes i also overthink it's like you know i want to do something and i have to think from production point of view how i wanted before i had a bit more naive approach it was like go brute force and just do it but now i'm thinking like how can i optimize this? how can i do this how can mm -hmm. I? and then i start for example i start something new and then all of a sudden okay i need new knowledge from something from houdini for example mm. And I start learning all in like this entire field, and then this starts to fade, and I no longer have this drive because I start investing myself in learning this new tool, and it's like never-ending circle. Mm -hmm. yeah. If day has fifty-eight hours, I might finish all of it. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Abdhalim? Do you find time to do your personal work or to work on your own time? Well, we try to do. Uh, it's super hard until COVID, ha COVID happened. <laughs> when COVID happened, uh, uh, this, the, I mean, the second part of uh, like six months ago, something like that, when we decided to launch the podcast, we said, "Hey, let's try to do like a, you know, like an intro or something, at least you know, to work with uh, with people that." We always try to work together, but uh, we did not, I mean, we never had the time to do it. So we said, okay, let's try to force. It was super hard, super hard. It was not a big thing, but it was super hard to do because uh, we ha we were jammed by work and uh, coordinating uh, any, I mean, everyone, you know, someone is, so, I mean, one of my friends is in Paris, the other one is in Vancouver. Some mm. others are in North Africa, so it's super hard to 
to coordinate with all those people and uh, find the time to do it. We we did it. We did something, but it's let's say it's the first step to maybe other things. But before that, it was almost impossible. With the, I mean, let's make let's let's try to to calculate how many hours a day you have. So if you you if you live in London, if you work one hour away from your uh, let's say your facility or place of yeah. place of work, you need two hours to and you need one hour to go, one hour to come back if you are lucky. So that means and more or less you will never finish on time, you'll never finish at six or six thirty. You will never yeah. you will always finish at seven, seven fifteen or something like that. So if you arrive at home at nine and if you have a family, nine it's already I mean it's that's it. I mean you finish. <laughs> yeah. So you have a shower, you get have you have some dinner, and it's already ten thirty. So it's very hard, but that's why I mean we took advantage of COVID <laughs> to do something. <laughs> I think I think we will never be able to do that again. Yeah, it's I mean I also started hard. doing my own screenplay because of the COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I probably won't, wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe I would, but it's same thing for me actually. What about you, Mahamdrov? Do you find the time no, to do yeah. personal projects? No, I agree with you. I, I, I even I decided to freelance uh, back in 2016 because there was no time at all to work on your portfolio. I, I agree with you. When, when you have a full-time job and you have to transport and decide your personal life and all the things, it's very, very difficult to work on something. So, yeah, you, you wait for any chance for like long vacation or something like this. So you could plan something and hope it will work. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's a bit different. Yeah, it's super hard. I, I would love to. I mean, there is. Other, I have so many, like everyone else, have a lot of ideas and would like to do some lot of co- collaboration. I'm very lucky. I, I know a lot of people around me who are very skilled and would. Lo- I mean, not every time, but sometimes would like to work with me. So. Uh, I, f- I feel lucky about that, but again, it's the time. I mean, per yeah. time and and the and the be persistent over time. Mm. Okay, okay, we start something now, but we have to finish it. Yeah. Even if we are not super happy about it, but we have to finish it because this we we can at least you know um, um, learn from it, and you can we can do like. Uh, Ask ourselves question after doing the okay. What did what did we do wrong? What we would do better next time? And this you learn from it so much. Even if the project is not amazing, you don't care. It's okay. We can do better next time. We learn to work together because not everyone is seeing the same thing from the same perspective. Yeah. So I like teamwork. I like working with other people. I don't. I hate working by my just yeah, okay. We what about that? Okay, let's do some fire or whatever okay and then what but if you do it in a project it's more it's funnier like i did some sparks for instance for the demo i felt that it's funnier you know it's funnier because we are all together doing something Mm. by myself yeah let's do an explosion then what but i think generally and i'm gonna this is gonna be my final question in a way unless we delve into something (laughs) deeper but do you feel that sometimes we work more than we actually need to in a way that uh, sometimes it's necessary to push a little bit, but there is so many days that I think we could just 
take the day off and nobody would even notice. Oh, yeah, I think so. Like, But I know the friend of mine who is uh, working for a small place that's working for Epic, and I'm not going to go into details, mm-hmm. but they have every second Friday off and they don't necessarily feel it. Like, it's I, a big I, loss. I mean, I, I have a friend of mine who used to have a studio in Spain and uh, they was not working every day they were they were working three days a week from nine to five uh and they did that for years mm, nothing i mean they were they were having an amazing life no overtime because, yeah because sometimes i feel like we would be equally productive with three days a week yeah and maybe I when it's really it necessary yeah, yeah yeah of course you of could course. stay four or five days yeah but yeah and have for example because we can Like, uh, when I'm thinking about it and con- continuation of the story about personal projects, usually on Friday you're just taking your time to relax from the week. Yeah. But Sunday you're already preparing for the week that's coming. Yeah, and yeah. You kind of miss at least one more day sometimes, like every second week, to have one day to chill and one day for yourself and then one day to prepare for the week, week next. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, the how it's structured now, I don't think it's the best way to do it, but this is how we do it. Mm. I mean, five days a week, plus for uh, for our 40 hours, maybe more, depend. But uh, yeah, I'm sure if with better optimization. The thing is, you need trust as well. You need to trust the people that you work with. And I don't think you can do that with everyone. Because people, some not everyone, but sometimes people are tempted to tempted to like uh, take more when I mean to like exceed a bit. Or let's say, okay, yeah, I, it's fine. I will work two days or maybe I will work maybe. Because I'm curious, like uh, when you say also about that, like when I was working for for blur for example mm. with some very creative people uh and there was never a question of trust or anything it was just like we need this you control your own time you know yeah If but blur doesn't have like uh, thousands of artists all over the globe i mean they have a lot of artists all over the globe but uh, it's a, it's a, i don't know how many people you have you are on the project maybe 10 15 or something like that And most of them are like uh, people that have been in the industry for like 15 or 20 years, most of the time. Yeah, I know. So that's the thing. I mean, that the, you are talking with senior people that know how to. But yeah, exactly to my point. There is lots of senior people that you could put together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. you don't have to have mistrust. No, no, no. I totally agree with you. Uh, I, yeah, I see what you mean. Of course, with, with this configuration, yes. But if you take it globally, most of the companies, I don't think it will work. Because never, if it's I a small wonder, company, like yeah. 20, 15, 30 people, even 100 people, I think you can manage it, even remotely. It doesn't matter how many sp- how many time do you spend, to be honest. The, what matters is the result. No, I know. It doesn't matter if you spend one day or one hour, uh, or 10, I mean, and of course, and, and if the job is, let's say, the bidding days is, let's say, 10 days, As long as you are less than 10 days or more or less, 11 or something, it's you're, it's fine. If you do it in five days or three days, but company, I don't know, but maybe they would think, yeah, okay, you did it in five days, let's do something else mm. or let's try to improve it. Yeah. But sometimes it doesn't need improvement. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's my thing. Yeah, it's, it's enough. And 
the way I'm th- I mean I'm not in position to I'm just asking a question because I'm curious if yeah, I yeah. would have my own company theoretically speaking if I have my own company I wouldn't bring just you know if I hire somebody I would trust him because I no, hired him of course him. of course and I, I would let him manage his own time and don't yeah, bore yeah. him with 500 meetings per day or you know if you did your work in three days that's all that matters take two days off I don't care you know because at the end of the day it's what we produce the result is the most important and thing who cares like why do you need to show every day progress you know it's like maybe I need three days maybe yeah, sometimes yeah. I need five minutes well, again, it's the structure of a um, lot of companies. Uh, not all of them, but a lot of companies are structured like that. I have a, from my experience, many London places are structured similarly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're very similar. And they all suffer for the same problem, in my opinion. And that is uh, too rigid structure, in a way. And my, my main issue is not all with all of them, but with some of them is like uh, they don't think long term. Okay, we need this guy for X amount of time and that's it. Mm. But you forget like maybe this person will work back again in 10 or 15 years time in your company, at your company. So it's good to give him like some freedom or some way for some breathe. If he have the space to breathe, he will give you even better than, than you expect him yeah. to give. What do you think, Mahandro? uh yeah for small for small scale yeah that this might work i agree but uh somehow for big companies and big studios you just you gotta apply something that will fit for everyone you can let people do whatever they want so because most of the time you got more than 100 people yeah that's artists so, yeah, working on the same project so you, you can you can uh, uh, someone cannot can say I'm not available tomorrow or at night or at the morning. So they all need to fit in one structure so they can all communicate together. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's hard. I think it's a good idea, and I know it works. I know I know it works for small companies. That's for sure. Between twenty, thirty, or even hundred people. Anything you wanna add, guys, before we finish? And we can keep adding uh, till next year not next year <laughs> so you gotta finish at some point you know you yeah i think we are we enough are, we from this conversations right let's we, wrap it up i think i think we can do i think we, we're gonna do a second one we can do a prequel you know we can do a prequel prequel yeah yeah we do another one when you you get back to london yeah. you gonna add anything alex no i'm good thanks for having us Thank you very pleasure. much. Thank you, Mohamed Rauf. Thank you, Alex, Thank you, for Thanks being God. with me today. It was great. I think I felt like we could... We, I mean, I, there, there is no ending for this. We can't end this like this yeah. one like that. I think we're going to have another one. We have to do a special about Dubai. Yeah, we have to do a special yeah. about Dubai. About yeah. many things, actually. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah uh, it, that's going to be a nightmare for me editing <laughs> all of this. <laughs> But I uh, uh, really enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Mohamdrov. Thank you very much, thank Alex. Thank you. And for thank you for the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> you are very welcome. Oh, yeah. Next time you will try the pizza, Mohamdrov. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And the, ca- makes and the, the best pizza in Chizik. I can vouch for that. <laughs> and the cake. <laughs> oh, and the cake. Yes, the cake was amazing. Yeah. <laughs>
Thank you, Mohamed Thank you, Alex. Thank you, everyone, for watching. See you soon. Bye bye.